Yeah. Here we go. To Cancun. Straight to the beach. The cowgirls were sent home, and America was applauding. I mean, the Lions win, the Cowboys lose. It couldn't have been a better week if you were just a football fan without skin in the race. Could have been a little better. Uh, you know, but <laughs> speaking of Cancun, all of the boys' teams are now on vacation as well. So I, I don't know if we should cheer for that or if everybody should be a little upset, but that is just kind of how it goes. We're going to hop right into mega moments this week because we are going to break down the NFL playoffs up to this point. Going to be probably a little bit of a longer episode. So let's go ahead and get into Buckle these segments. Up. Buckle up. All right. My mega moment this week. I figured all of us might probably touch on it a little bit, but I'm going to go into a little bit more depth on it as my mega moment. So it's going to be kind of a two-parter. First, obviously the Lions winning their first playoff game in 30 years. This is the first time that any Lions fan has been able to text their friend about a Lions playoff win. Texting was not invented the last time the Lions won a playoff game, so that is a huge mega moment for them. But more importantly to me, based on what I saw on the field on Sunday night. The biggest mega moment for me from the Lions this season is the culture change that has cu- that has came with their winning. When Dan Campbell arrived in Detroit, he took on a team that had zero culture. They were coming off two different interim head coaches, one for five games, I believe, and the other for one game, ba- really coming off of the Matt Patricia era, which was a terrible <laughs> era for any fan of the Lions. Really just hard to watch as a football fan. They were looking for a spark from anybody, literally anybody, and they found it in Dan Campbell. Damn it, did they find it in Dan Campbell. In his first press conference with the team, he came with that spark and painted a beautiful picture for all Detroit Lions fans of what they were going to expect from their team, and I'm going to read this exact quote from him. We're going to kick you in the teeth, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you, and when you knock us down, we're going to get up, and on the way, we're going to bite a kneecap off. That's exactly what I saw from that Lions team on Sunday night. I saw a tough, physical, hard-nosed, win-the-game-in-the-trenches type of team, and that is exactly the kind of team that Dan Campbell said he was going to bring to the city. I saw a team that embodied Detroit and played like Detroit on the field and was playing for the teammate next to them, which is something that we saw another team really lose because of in a game that came on on Monday night, just not playing for your teammates, playing selfish football, pointing fingers. It's, it's you, it's not me. That You didn't see any of that from Detroit. The offense struggled a lot in the second half, and like I said, we're going to break down this game, all the games a little bit more in depth. The offense struggled in the second half, but one thing that never wavered in that game was their belief in each other, their belief in the team, and their tough physicality. They played with that at all game, and if they were going to beat you, that's how they were going to beat you. They were going to break you down, and that's what they did to the Los Angeles Rams. It was a fantastic game. The, that game in and of itself could be a mega moment, 24-23. to 23. Um, It was the only good game we had all weekend. Pretty much, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But the Detroit Lions, the culture change, Dan Campbell, the Jared Goff story, just uh, Barry Sanders and – they got Megatron to show up to a Detroit event, which is very <laughs> rare. You had Eminem in the stands just seeing that sh- city show up and show out and finally get something 
that we as sports fans have never experienced. I don't think any of us have experienced something like that as a fan of any of our teams. Um, well, I haven't experienced anything as a fan of my team, but <laughs> failure and desperation. You didn't. It didn't take thirty. You were alive the last time the Steelers Georgia. won the Super Bowl. Yeah, Georgia. Georgia. We haven't won since nineteen eighty. Back to back, baby. I guess that's fair, but we were still competing. We still had. We weren't winning one, competing two, three games a season. I guess we didn't go to a natty from the, eighty to twenty seventeen. At least you didn't college have football sixteen season though. <laughs> yeah, college football is <laughs> a little different too because before the fourteen playoff, you didn't have any playoffs. You had bowl games, and I couldn't. Have, I couldn't tell you the last time we missed a bowl game. Uh, which is one we've made like 28 straight. Which is, uh, is straight. again, it's something we can't relate to, like Detroit missing the playoffs so many times, and then out of that, the few times they do make it this century, they get beat in the first round. So that's my mega moment. Um, really happy for Detroit. I, I wanted Matt Stafford to win. I'm a Matt Stafford fan. But if Detroit was going to win, I'm glad that's the way they won the game. They won it in the way that they wanted to win it. And they did it with the culture change. They did it with Dan Campbell. They did it with Jared Goff. They did it with the city behind them. It was fantastic to see. Um, and that's why they are my mega moment this week. Who would have thought that someone who played for that 0-16 Lions team was going to be their savior? But if you watched last week, which you better have if you're watching this week, my hot take last week was Baker going to ball out against the Eagles. And that's exactly what he did, so he's going to be my mega moment this week. I said he was going to throw for 300, threw for 337. said he was going to throw three TDs. He threw three TDs. He's just out there having a great – he's just out there having fun. Dropped his big Baker balls on the table. They big. They big. Huge. And sent Philly packing. That Philly pack hitting. Um, I mean, there's just – there was never an energy like this when Baker was in Cleveland. He he was always labeled the problem. Um, he yeah. he got him there. He was the, he was the bust. Their first playoff win in like a long time, and they just <laughs> kicked him out the door for Deshaun. And the now rapist. he <laughs> now he's in Tampa. You see the memes fun. about CJ and, and Deshaun? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you what see was it? it like? Jesus versus Satan or something no, like was, that? You no. know, Vince McMahon video. He's like, "Come on out, you rapist!" <laughs> 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 no, I didn't see that. And yeah, he's just having fun, and um, he's playing with, he's playing with that swagger and that moxie that we saw Baker play with at Oklahoma, and the same swagger that made him so good at Oklahoma, the same swagger that the Cleveland Browns organization stripped of him or stripped from him, and the Panthers, and the pa- the Panthers was, in my opinion, worse for Baker than... Yeah, I don't they, even... had, they had him fucking lining up as, the, <laughs> as a the, D-lineman. Yeah, as a D-lineman on the scout team. <laughs> Shout out Sean McVay. Uh, that was one of the things that Baker pointed out was that those few games that he spent in Los Angeles were probably the only reason his career is back on track right now because Sean McVay was like, look, man, we play, we play to win and we play to have fun. Like, I'm not going to stifle your swagger out here. Like, do what you do. That's why you were picked number one overall, because of the way you played. Why would somebody come out and change that? I definitely agree with you there. I don't think his moxie will continue much longer, but savoring the moment, Baker's going to be my mega moment this week. All right, Jack. Well, my mega moment is a moment that most of America can celebrate. It is the entire Green Bay Packers team. I would usually try and stick with a player 
Um, I think we usually go for usually the quarterback is usually where we go. But this whole team, I didn't. I went for a team, so that's true. But this whole team deserves a mega moment of the week. Jordan Love threw for two seventy two with three touchdowns, no picks, with just five incompletions in Jerry World in one of the toughest places to play. It was our first loss at home this year. First loss at home this year um, against a top five defense. Put up 48. 48. 48 points. Um, Aaron Jones rushed for 118 yards on 21 carries and... Three TDs. I thought it was... Three. Three TDs. Um, and then Dobbs had six catches for 151 yards and a touchdown. That's something that he's been he's been kind of elevated in their offense, and it's been cool to see all the young receivers kind of find their place. Youngest team in the league. Yeah. They're moving on. And they're the first seven seed to ever... To win a, ever win a playoff game, so really yep. they were they were zero and six before this playoffs, and then oh I forgot because the seventh seed is rather new, new. but yeah. they're the first one, and their defense also forced two interceptions and a pick six, so um, first seven seed to ever win. They're facing their arch playoff rival in the 49ers this week in the Bay. In the Bay. You could say that Jordan Love's performance this week was also a mid-moment for fans of the NFC North. Like yourself. Yeah, I'm not looking, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not looking forward it's to it. It's looking like the backers have just figured it out at QB. You Aaron Rodgers has passed on the ownership stake. Yeah, you, right. you go from Favre to Rodgers and then Rodgers goes, "I'm eh, moving on to New York, so I'll pass on the ownership stake to you and uh, it looks like Jordan Love is going to run the NFC North for years." He's to got come. the deed to Chicago, but not Minneapolis. Remember that. We'll we'll get him. We'll see. We'll get him. But we'll, we'll figure it out. He's renting right now in Minneapolis. Yeah, uh, that's but fine. He's leasing to own. Eviction is coming. <laughs> Eviction is coming. You just wait. All right, Joe. What do we got? All right, my mega moment is my favorite quarterback. As I said last week, because Jalen Hurts is back to sucking his dick. So I'm taking <laughs> C.J. Stroud, who, according to CBS Sports, is the youngest quarterback to win a playoff game ever. I thought Michael Vick might have been a little younger, but I don't know. I'm not an expert. He completed 76% of his passes. He had basically the same stat line as Jordan Love. Three tutties against a much better defense, I think. You said they were the top defense in the league, I think. Who, the Browns? The Browns. You said you were, they were top they're two. Probably, they're top two, yeah. I still – I don't know what happened. I think uh, – The DPOI. Well, the two, the back-to-back -back pick six is really, really Yeah, I mean, that's hurt. tough. That's tough. Well, that's tough. Miles Garrett wet the bed like usual, you know. What was his stat line? Did anybody look? Zero, zero, no. zero. He led in PFF grade, though. That's that's all that matters for DPOI. <laughs> but anyways, he outdueled a quarterback with much more experience in his first ever playoff game. And he's I think he's cemented himself as the best rookie QB of all time with this performance. And he's part of my hot take later, so I won't get too much into that. Hey, Miles Garrett had... Two solo tackles. Oh, wow. <laughs> Don't hate. Give him the award. <laughs> Don't hate. They had zero sacks all game. No Don't worry, sacks. Don't worry though. The Miles Garrett no was double teamed for 60% of the snaps, so it's okay. Laramie Tunsil showed out. How many sacks did TJ Watt get? Hey, fuck you. Oh, wait. Oh, as many as Miles Garrett, and he didn't even play. <laughs> That's fair. That's sure. a good point. All right, let's move on to mid-moments in this podcast. We always talk about it. You get the bad with the good, you get the ugly with the pretty, and we got to talk about the ugly, and I am going to my favorite place to hate on. Yee-hee, them Dallas Cowgirls, baby, are my mid-moment this week after another colossal collapse in the playoffs. I, I don't even know what to say about them at this point. I really don't because I hate on them all year. 
everybody's like, no, this is the year Dallas is going to do it. This is the year. I'm starting to get worried. I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm going to have to listen to Cowboys fans because the Cowboys are actually going to do something this year. No, the fuck they didn't. They didn't show up again. As always, they come unprepared. They were looking ahead to the next game, and they got their ass blown out by the youngest team in the league, as Jack mentioned just a few moments ago, the first seven seed to ever win a playoff game. Just a pitiful performance all around. They finished the season 12-5 and and won their division. They were the winners of the NFC East this year at 12-5. and You enter the wild card round, home game, in Jerry's world, the house that Jerry literally built. Looks like your best chance at making a run this year that you have had in a long time. And you lose by 16. You would have lost by more than that, but you racked up some Derek Carr stats in garbage time. The Packers walked in there, and they absolutely dominated from start to finish. They had the Cowboys defense, who was supposed to be top five in the league. Oh, my gosh, they're amazing. They don't play well on the road, but at home, like, you can't fuck with them. No answer for Jordan Love, Aaron Jones, or Romeo Dobbs. Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones and Jordan Love both finished with three TDs. The Packers put an absolute beat down on them in Jerry's world. And now that organization is back to disarray. Um, Mike McCarthy will be fired. It's only a matter of time. Do you think so? I do. Yeah, and I, I'll get into... Did you see Jerry? He was not happy. I did not see Jerry. They haven't, they haven't seen him that mad since they passed the civil rights act. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that meme. <laughs> Jerry was not happy. Um, I soaked tonight. Pretty poised for a Jerry Jones interview after a loss like that. Like he didn't. I thought he was just on the spot, going to be like, "Mike McCarthy's a bum. You will not see him leading my franchise anymore." He stayed composed, um, but Mike McCarthy will be job hunting again. Um, and then the Packer or the the Cowboys really are going to be at a crossroads this offseason with uh, where Jerry thinks the franchise is going to go. You've got Dak, who did what he said he was going to do in the regular season this year. Um, I'm going to look at his stat line real quick just because I want to check something before I say it. But I think he had like seven or eight picks. I do believe he was under double digit picks this year. So 4,516 passing yards. It was third in the league. 36 passing TDs, which was first in the league. Nine interceptions, so he finished under that double-digit mark like he said he was going to, um, which was among qualified starters tied, I think, second or third. Um, And then QBR, 72.6. He was second in the league. So Dak put up MVP numbers this season, but again continues to show us that he cannot get it done in the playoffs. So, Do you think it's McCarthy's the problem, or do you think Dak's the problem? If you can't say both. If I can't, if say you had both, to keep, if you had, to, if you could only get rid of one, I think it for me it would have to be McCarthy. I've been a huge Aaron Rodgers fan his entire career, and I think had it not been for McCarthy, Rodgers would have at least two Super Bowls. Um, yeah, it just seems like he's any, not a winner. No, it it just seems like any coach, any team that Mike McCarthy is coaching does not come prepared for playoff games. Yeah. Looks like it has been the theme of his career that it that he has the more talented teams in these matchups that he goes into. He's heavily favored, and then his team completely wets the bed like a two year old. They'll go get Bill Belichick. They'll be fine. There's no way Bill goes there. That will be in. There's no way. Bi- there's no way Bill and Jerry can coexist. That'd be funny. It'd be hilarious, but I think it'd be one of the worst failed experiments in the history of science. Probably. Um, Dak will be an unrestricted free agent after next season. 
So obviously they'll stick with him for one more year, but they're going to have a lot of uh, questions at the end of next season. Um, and I definitely think Mike McCarthy is out the door. There's no way Jerry sticks with him again after two collapses in the playoffs. I mean, their only playoff win in recent memory that I can think of is beating 45-year-old Tom Brady on his way out of the league last year. Um, other than that, I can't tell you the last time I've actually watched a Cowboys team do something that a Cowboys team was supposed to do. So, hey, well, they haven't made it the Des, Des caught it though. So that one, that <laughs> one should have been a W. <laughs> Shoulda, coulda, woulda. But I'm they, surprised Jerry doesn't just name himself head coach. I've been waiting on it. Honestly, <laughs> I, I can't believe he hasn't done it yet. But the Cowboys, their collapse, just going from one looking like a contender to again getting beat. In the first round, we're talking about this uber-talented team that couldn't even make it to the divisional round. Absolutely pathetic performance um, all around. Coaching, Tony Pollard didn't play well. Dak, Dak did not play well. CD, I, I, think Michael, I think Michael Gallup was their leading receiver. No, CD was their leading receiver. He had like 113. Gallup had 103. It was close, though. Gallup was leading through the third quarter yeah. when I checked. So CD's yards were basically all garbage time they didn't really mean much by the time he got there so your stars didn't show up that defense who's supposed to be loaded who's got Deron Bland who's got Demarcus Lawrence who has Michael Parsons who never shows up in the big moment um just is my mid moment of the week but like um I'm I'm actually I see Stephen A up here laughing about the about the Cowboys loss and I am uh I'm right there with him I love hating on the Cowboys I think it's funny they're America's team, but they can't win shit, and everybody seems to cheer for them when uh, or cheer against them, whoever they play. So, them them Dallas Cowgirls and the the Yeehaws are going to be my mid moment of the week. We touched on it very briefly in the mega moments, and I got some numbers I want to look at for my mid moment. My mid moment is the Cleveland Browns defense this season at home. The Browns defense, 13.8 points allowed, about 210 yards per game allowed, 14 takeaways, and an 8-1 and record. On the road, 31 points allowed, over 300 yards, the same amount of takeaways, and a 3-6 and record. This elite number one defense in the league didn't show up on the road at all this year, and it didn't show up on the road in Houston Yes, I know there were two pick sixes, so that doesn't go against them. But they still gave up thirty-two. They the thirty. They still gave up the Browns without thirty-three points. Yeah, thirty-three. They still gave up thirty-three points. And they gave up thirty-one. Fourteen of those points came off pick sixes. Twelve of them. Well, fourteen with the extra points. Yeah, thirty. But thirty-one points. Still gave up four TDs. Foe. Stroud in a. In a day in a playoff debut, almost three hundred and three TDs. I mean, only five incompletions. Stroud, uh, not Stroud. Flacco didn't play well, but you ain't gonna win no playoff game. And we saw why Laramie Tunsil is highest paid offensive lineman in the league. Because he um, no sacks, no sacks, no sacks, no takeaways, nothing. You give up forty five points. How more mid can you really get than that? Right. Only put up 14. Yeah, it's pretty pathetic against a, another very young team who went 3-13 and 13 last season. Jaquavius. 
Well, we've we've been talking a lot about the playoffs. We're gonna move away. We're gonna move away from it. Okay. So you're going to the NBA? No. No. I'm going to the world of college football. Oh. No loyalty in these hoes. What does Drake say? No loyalty in the industry. Is that how that no goes? No friends in the industry. No friends, friends in the, in the industry. industry. Yeah. Casual. We go into Bama. Let's hear it. So we filmed this podcast last Wednesday. About four hours later, I think it was Wednesday. Did we film Wednesday? Or yeah, Thursday? we did film yeah, Wednesday, and then y'all had about, just left my apartment. About, when, yeah, about oh, four real hours quick later. though. Let's let's give let's give a quick round of applause to the one of the greatest coaches in sports history, and Nick Saban, on a happy retirement. On a happy retirement. Congratulations to Nick Saban on a hell of a career. One of the best to ever do it, uh, and that's coming from a Georgia fan. So the game will sincerely miss you, and we wish you a happy retirement. But continue, Jack. So about four hours after we finished filming the podcast, Nick Saban retired, which sent us into a bit of a spiral for about 30 minutes of just wild, wild endeavors. Awe and denial and... Who's next? And celebration and... What does the landscape look like next year without Nick Saban? I was listening to something the day after um, the first round of the uh, semifinals was over, and it was on um, another podcast, and they said that they made a $500 bet with each other. That every single coach that was in the playoff would be would be every single team that was in the playoff would have a different coach come next year. Washington, Washington, Bama. Alabama, Michigan, and um, Texas. 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 Texas will not. So, yeah, I think they thought that. I think Harbaugh the rotation going to the NFL, would go, but we'll yeah, get on that later. They thought the rotation was going to go like Sark to Bama, DeBoer to Texas, Harbaugh to the NFL, save and retire. Anyway, uh, also real quick though, who was talking about? It looked like Saban uh, was kind of cherishing his moments early in the season, and uh, it looked like he was on his way out the door. Who, who was kind of predicting it, that? He one was there? walking, making his rounds. I, I was telling all y'all that that he looked tired and that he looked like uh, looked like he was he looked happier than he normally does, even in real bad games. And then he watched I, I, that. I kind of felt it was coming. He watched Milrow play football and said, "Fuck I'm out. this! I can't do this anymore." Jalen Milrow forced him out of the game. The last play he ever coached was a botched QB <laughs> draw. <laughs> he's still on the staff though, so he's not fully retired. He's still basically he's, the he's coach. trying to he's trying to just hold it together. He's like a GM now. Yeah. Anyway, the mo- the mid moment is Alabama's recruiting. Since January 2nd, so the day after their playoff game, so a couple days before he retired, they've had 22 players enter the portal, including at least 10 starters. Also losing Dallas Turner and J.C. Latham to the draft. They had like 10 or 12 guys go to the draft, and they have five decommits since Saban's retirement, including three five-stars and two four-stars. One of the four-stars flipped to Florida State yesterday, yep. one of their, the edge rushers in next year's class. Uh, um, on a different podcast, I heard um, a Georgia player say that he thinks that, which I agree with, that a lot of people are going to Alabama. They weren't going to Alabama to go to Alabama. They were going to Alabama to be coached by Saban. We've been talking about that. And now that he's not there... They're going you're to play where watch, they want to play. Right. So you're going to watch. And Bama doesn't have an NIL, like a big NIL. Like they're not in the top 10 in NIL. People were going there not for the money, but because they were going to get NFL ready and go work. They were like, going to go, go make their check after they, they gonna, left Alabama. Yeah, they were going to get their bag yeah. as soon as they left. Like Texas, USC, 
UCLA, Florida State. Well, you've seen that penthouse, Caleb Williams. They're all in. USC like, got Ohio that State, bread. Michigan, probably A and M, Georgia, A and M, LSU, Florida. They all have bigger NIL than pools than Alabama. Yep. So you see all these recruits coming in, you're like, oh, it's just the money. It wasn't, and we're about to find out real quick that NIL was not the reason for it. Um, I knew that the whole time, though. I, I think a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people thought it yeah, was, a lot of people were money. misconstruing that. It's no, you've got the best coach that college football has ever laid their eyes on, and he has produced more first-round talent than anybody else in college football over the last decade and a half. Yeah. Why would you not go there? So, mid-moment, Bama recruiting going forward. I'm sure we'll see a couple more guys enter the portal. I'm sure we'll see some more decommits. And I'm Saw sure Caleb we'll see Downs some... enter the portal just this morning. He'll be, he'll be either a Buckeye or a Bulldog by the end of the by the time we film next week, I'm sure. Um, go dogs go dogs hopefully um, so yeah Alabama recruiting happy for Saban happy for fans of the SEC not so happy f- if you're a if you're a Bama player if you're a DeBoer's, Bama fan DeBoer's been there a week and he's already he's his timer's already ticking well he's a good he's a good he's not a very good recruiter no but he's a great on-field coach Excess it'll be knows. interesting to see I'm also interested to see what kind of leash they've got him on you have to have a long like you're following Saban. You're not going to match the success. It's just not going to happen. So you have to. Give I'm just him interested some to see. I think it's finally going to be funny to see Bama fans have to be fans of a team that is going to go through struggles. Who is not a pretty much shoe in for the Natty every single season. Who is not an AP top three team every single season. I think that is going to be the most interesting. Because obviously, like the AD and Saban and all these guys know that it's uh, it, it it's impossible to fill Saban's shoes. You cannot. And he's the greatest th- to ever do it. We know that. What are Bama fans going to think? And what are Bama fans going to be calling for if DeBoer goes eight and four in his first season at Alabama? What are, what are we going to be thought, looking at? We thought we thought this team this year was one of the less talented teams Saban ever had. Next year. It's going to be the least Milrow, talented. Milrose coming back, but they have no wide receiver, as of like no star I would wide expect, receiver. I would expect. Um, what's Jermaine, his name? Jermaine. Justice to jump in the portal. Justice Haynes. I would expect him to jump in the portal in the next. No week. running back. Roydell no. Williams already left. No Chase running McClellan back. Was no a wide receiver. Senior. Yeah. They're often they're losing. I think three offensive linemen to the draft. The main they're, one being Latham, and they lost their center to the portal. They're losing Turner. They're losing. They lost Downs. They're losing Kool Aid. They're losing Terry on Arnold. Terry and Arnold. They lost Des Ricks. Lost Jake Pope. This team is going to be the next Nebraska. Lost Caleb. Yeah, they won't go that far down. They will be. An, they will. I believe they will still be. And they don't mm-hmm. have. They don't have a horrible schedule next year. They'll still be a top twenty-five team next year. They play, but they might be like twenty-one next year. Like I wouldn't be surprised to see Bama outside of the top fifteen. They have us. Their first three games are cupcakes: Western Kentucky, South Florida, yeah, their Wisconsin. Home, their home SEC opener: Georgia, UGA, Week Four, Vandy, South Carolina. I'm excited to catch them early next year. Yeah, before DeBoer can really get rolling in that program, let's go ahead and catch them Week Four and smack them in the mouth. Oh, they got Georgia, they got Tennessee on the road, they got Missouri, they got LSU on the road, Oklahoma on the road, and the Iron Bowl is usually an okay rivalry. I mean, it hasn't been in Tuscaloosa, but Auburn's going to be Auburn better might, next Auburn, year. No, they won't be great next year. The I said they're going to be better. Year, I still think they're going to be like five and seven or four and eight, but the following year they could have like a nine, 
eight, nine, ten win season. They just got to change that quarterback spot because Peyton Thorne is not winning you not any it. games. And Robbie Robbie transferred yesterday Robbie to Ashford. South Carolina. Yeah. So they had a good recruiting class this year. Yeah, they, they had got the number two, one, two or three five stars. They had the number one wide receiver class. Yeah, because they, they got a Bama flip. So I know you don't watch much college football, but you might want to start because next year is going to be interesting. I think Bama's going to have four losses. I could see them losing to Georgia. I could see them losing to Missouri. Tennessee or Missouri. One of those two. I Missouri got, is at home though. I could see them losing to us. I, I could got, see them losing to Oklahoma. I could see them. They dodged Ole Miss. Ole Miss isn't pre- Ole Miss is who I'd be worried about in the SEC. They got a cakewalk schedule. They dodged everyone. They dodged us. They dodged Bama. I think they dodged no, LSU. We play them. No, we, we play, play them. In I mean, they Oxford. dodged. I mean, they dodged. Uh, they dodged us on the road. Is what I meant to say. Their first four games are non-conference: Kentucky, cake, South Carolina, cake, at LSU, not cake, home against Oklahoma, pretty easy, at Arkansas, cake, home against Georgia, mm. at Florida, cake, and then the Egg Bowl. They really just have to. They worry. probably have a like their floor is nine and three. The worst I could see them going is like a loss to us, LSU, and Florida, that or probably, Oklahoma, or Oklahoma. Or Oklahoma. But Oklahoma is going to be down. No just, Dylan Gabriel. No, well, they have they have they have Jackson Arnold, five star Jackson Arnold. But other than that, they don't really have anybody. I almost lost UCF this year. All right, let's get back to college football in a minute. Oh yeah, Joe, let's hit your mid moment. I know where you're going, but let's go ahead and hit it. My mid moment is the Schittsburg Steelers, bruh. You go into the game as a massive underdog. You have extra days because they postponed the game. So you would think Mike Tomlin's going to have them boys riled up, ready to go in there and kick some ass. And what happened? They got their ass kicked. They went in there looking like chickens with their head cut off. They didn't know what to do. George Pickens, your first, you're, you're whining about the ball all the time, bitching, complaining. Your first touch, what do you do? You fumble it on our own 30 yard line. Then Pat Fryermuth gets the ball. We get bailed out by the refs on that one because the Bills recover that ball. Mason Rudolph throws an interception in our end zone. The Bills get 14 points off of turnovers, and then you're going to go to the media afterwards and say, you know, we can't play the, the Bills and the refs at the same time. And shut the fuck up. <laughs> I know y'all are Georgia fans, but George Pickens is a fucking bum. He's a great receiver. No, Just he's a not. He's a diva. He's a great receiver. Great receivers produce on the field he and does. shut their mouth. He does not. He drops balls. He fumbles balls. Who's he's he's a step. He's a, barely a step above Deontay Johnson. Do you think if he had a confident like a no like a comparable quarterback, the, co- be- the throws are there. I didn't watch the game to be honest. Yeah, I can't. I can't really I talk. I can't game. speak much on it because I didn't get to watch any the of it. The dude's a bum. If you're gonna talk, if you're gym. gonna talk the talk, you have to be able to produce on the field, not drop balls and fumble balls. AJ Brown, when he's on the field, he produces, even though he talks. Mm, you can't. You can't make that face. He was. Number, you don't think he produces? He was number four in the league this year in receiving yards. I think it's, but it's only after he like bitches his way to get targets. Like yeah, George Pickens had 11 targets. targets in that game. <laughs> did and you see, he, he reeled in five of them. Did you see Dallas Goddard ripping Hurts a new one? and him just On the sideline, like, and Hurts just sitting there like... Shocker. That's what he always does. Continue, Joe. I'm, we're off track today as hell. Yeah. Well, people, people can say what they want about Mason Rudolph. The dude, the throws were there, and balls were just dropped. The only, bad, the only mistake he made the entire game was that red zone interception, which was a bad throw. But everything else, he didn't make another mistake the rest of the game. He put us in a position to win. We were within seven points in the fourth quarter. I the game that. plan was fucked. Mike Tomlin, every time we go into a playoff game like this, whether it's this, our last Chiefs playoff game, or the Browns game before that, 
we come into the game ill-prepared and open the first half like we have no clue how to play football. The first half of the Browns game, or the first that snap fum- of the that Browns fumble game. fumble in the end zone? Yeah. The fumble gonna, down to like the- Marquise Pouncey throws it over fucking Ben Roethlisberger's head. The Chiefs game, we actually started out strong that game, and then... That game ended like 45-42, Our guts got just obliterated from us, bro. <laughs> Mike Tomlin is not a, a competent... He'll get you to... He'll, his ceiling is 9-8, and eight and massive playoff disappointment. And and you're going to walk out of the post-game interview. I'm, I'm done with it, man. I'm not a Steelers fan anymore. I'm a Bucks fan. <laughs> I what, cannot, if, what if Baker leaves the Bucks though? I'm a Baker. I, I can't. You're just going to follow Baker. I'll follow Baker. That's fine. And I can't continue to root for such a bunch of losers who don't put in the work, and then you want to talk trash about the refs after the game when they're obviously not the reason you you lost the game. So my mid-moment is the sorry-ass Schittsburg Steelers who are the next... They're only a couple years away from becoming the next Dallas Cowboys, the laughing stock of the NFL. Uh, really quick, uh, I would expect the the Colts are probably going to be sold here in the next year. Jim Ursay was reportedly found unresponsive in his in his house in December and has been dealing with extreme health conditions. Apparently, paramedics showed up and he was blue he was blue in the face and cold to the touch before receiving a dose of Narcan and becoming responsive again. And he has not been seen in the public since, and he's been dealing with numerous health conditions. So I would expect the Colts for the Ursay family to probably sell soon. So the Colts could be under new management in the next Interesting. little while. Well, they found their coach. Yeah. They found their coach. But I want to I talk to you real quick because I have my own quarterback issues with my own team. Even though you're not a fan anymore, we will talk about them because that is that it has been – who you have been rocking with, do you think the Steelers should move forward with Mason Rudolph next year? Do you think they should try and address the quarterback need in the very slim free agent market? Or do you think they go and try maybe and trade up or see if somebody like Bo Nix or J.J. McCarthy is there when they pick in the first round? You don't move on from Rudolph because he's he's going to need signed and – we're not going to be able to pay him because we got to pay T.J. Watt and Minka to do jack shit nothing, which is another – we're 1-11 without T.J. on the field since he's been in the league, so there's that. He's our entire defense. I think we are overdue for a season of tanking because we have gone 20 years without a good draft pick, without a high enough draft pick to get someone good. We were lucky as hell T.J. Watt fell to us, but that was that was our last – I think we got him at like in the 20s somehow. 30. 30? Number 30 where'd in you, 2017. Where did you draft Ben at? That was 04. Ben was... Ben was a first-rounder. Well, yeah, but I think he was number four overall. Yeah, he was high. So that, that was the last, that was the last time you've had a, a top-10 draft pick, probably? Yeah, he came in the league. He came in his rookie year, led us to a 14-1 season in an AFC championship game, and we haven't had a losing season since then. Or maybe... Yeah, years before that, I think, actually. Or no, because you, you got number four. So It's interesting. I think the... We'll talk. Let's go ahead and talk some NFL, and then we'll get into some college after. The NFL is in a very interesting place heading into this offseason. You're either going to have a lot of competition next year, like we saw this year with you know even Week 18 games meaning a lot, or you're going to have very minimal competition, and it's going to happen like that. It's going to be very quick. You're either going to see a lot of teams fall straight down or you're going to see a lot of teams 
have Texans like yours where they just kind of figure it out with young talent. Packers um, are another good one to point at. I think personally that if the right, if the coaching carousel does not go in the right direction, we're going to see a lot of teams be real bad next year. Maybe not record-wise because not everybody can go 4-13, and 13, not everybody can go 6-11, and 11, but we're going to see a lot of bad games. We're going to see a lot of bad competition, and you're going to have just those few mainstays who have really only figured it out because they've got a tenured head coach and because they've got their franchise quarterback. Um, I think the league is at a very pivotal moment right now. You've There's a couple things that need to be addressed one, some of these owners need to be need to quit being so damn impatient. You can't come in as a first-year head coach. Like, look at the Lions, for example. They still sucked ass Dan Campbell's first year, and they were still pretty ass last year. But you give him time. Now with Jared Goff, right, he comes in. You get a couple good draft picks. You get Aiden Hutchinson. You get Jameer Gibbs. You get Amon Ra. You give him time to build his roster and build his culture, and look where they're at now, right? You look at the Texans. You were really, really bad. You find your head coach. You found your franchise quarterback. You got Will Anderson. You've had some guys step up who weren't, you know, the most highly touted guys in Nico, Tank Dell. Um, Brevin Jordan had a Brevin 76 Jordan. yards green touchdown. You have those guys, right? You have those kinds of teams. You're also looking at, like, the Panthers, though, playing in the National Football League. You've got the New York Jets, who I think will be better with Rodgers next year, but still have a lot of issues to address on that team, issues that Aaron Rodgers himself cannot fix. Get that you've got York teams. Team. You've got the Giants, who are going to be looking at, do we do we stick with Daniel Jones, or do we take this you know number five overall draft pick, and do we grab a quarterback if our guy is there? You know What are we doing on the defensive side of the ball? Is uh, Brian Dayball still our guy. You've got teams like the Falcons who have all the talent except for their quarterback and right now a head coach, and they haven't made a good head coaching hire in fucking ever. Uh, I can't tell you the last time we've made a, a really good head coaching hire. They could be 10-7, and 11-6 next year, or they could repeat and have another 6-7 win season. Um, you've got the Saints who... Just fired their OC. Um, I really am surprised that Dennis Allen has not been forced out of the door yet. You've got a bad Derek Carr contract. That last game might have saved him a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, you've got a bad Derek Carr contract. You've got the Raiders still. You've got a lot of very mediocre teams. I think the right Titans the are going to be one of the worst teams next year. They're going to be bad. I think, you've be got bad. A, I think you've got a decent few teams in the league, though, who are just like one or two moves away. From being able to compete. Yeah, I mean, I would say like like the Falcons just need a quarterback. The Bears, we need our we need a quarterback. We need our coach. The, we need a real fucking coach, not Arthur Smith. We need a real coach. The Bears, if they draft right, immediately put themselves. The Bears in to a me are the I think are going to be the most interesting team to watch in the offseason. I think the NFC North will be the best division in football next year. That was one. That was my fucking and hot I think, take. Thanks for throwing that out there. I really appreciate it. I think um, <laughs> you got the North part right. Just and like, like a lot of teams like. <laughs> A it's lot of teams will be back to competing now. next year. Cause the AFCs were the best they, the, the, That's my AFCs. thing, though, is it's at a really pivotal point. A lot of teams are either going to be back to competing next year or well, we're going to have a lot like, of mediocre 
teams next year. They're, it's going to go one way or the other. Like the Falcons are going to be good or they're going to be really bad. There's not going to be any in between. If they get the coaching part right and they find a competent quarterback, we don't we don't even don't need Lamar. We don't need Josh Allen right now to win football games, especially in our division with all the offensive talent we have. We need a good game manager, somebody who knows how to spread the ball around well, and somebody who can step up in the pocket. We don't need nothing crazy. I'm just well. I'm just saying, like <clears throat> the Bengals this year, we didn't have Joe Burrow. We would have competed if we had Burrow. Maybe. We, well, we went nine and eight with Jake Browning. So we would have obviously been better with Joe Burrow. They're and in the playoffs at least with Burrow. Aaron Rodgers. The Jets had no Aaron Rodgers. They could have competed with. They got six or seven wins with. Trevor Simeon, Tim Boyle, and Zach Wilson. But that's what I'm saying. Like in I the think, in the league, there and then was you've got other you can't, teams. There you can't have all these teams going. You know, four or five wins. I mean, look at the Bears. Even the Bears won what seven games this year. Eight I think there will be more. Good but they're teams. not. They're yeah. not competitive. Is is my point? Like the Jets were not competitive this year. Yes, they won some games, but it's because, especially in the NFL this year, it looked like any given team could be any given team on any given Sunday. So, like my thing is. I'm looking at a lot of these teams. Aaron Rodgers does not fix all of the Jets' problems next season. Like he, if, if the Jets do not fix their offensive line and find I think, another I think, outside weapon, they still are not going to be able to compete with the Dolphins or the Bills in their own division. I it, think he. I think he would have made them competitive if he could like not get hit every two seconds. Because that's offensive the problem. The offensive trash. line is. There. I'm just saying. That I think. The league is at a very pivotal moment right now um, in terms of talent. The um, so what I'm looking for the development of talent and especially the quarterback position right now. The quarterback. I know we had a lot of injuries this year, but uh, the quarterback position this year was the most mediocre I think we've seen in the 21st century. Uh, it was abysmal. Is it a coincidence? It's the the year Brady left, where all the quarterback play is. Maybe he was lifting everybody up. I mean, you want to beat the best, right? And this year we haven't really seen anybody be the best. I, this is the first time where I can't even tell you who – I can't even tell you, like, my my MVP. I, I, that's my hot take, so I'm going to tell you mine in a few minutes. But. Okay. So, But I, I think the league is at an interesting point. What, what do you guys think? About just, like, where the league is just going forward? Just where the league is going forward. Um. I think we're going to see something similar to what we did this year. So the team who has the sixth pick was 6-11, and 11, and the team who has the 18th pick was 9-8. and eight. That's a three-game difference. I think we're going to see a lot of that where, like, Mediocrity. there's not going to be, like, 1-16, 2-16, and then a big jump to, like, 9-8, and 10-6. and six. Like, I think we're going to see a lot more. I think it makes it more competitive. I think but is it... Is it more competitive because teams are better, or it's is because it more teams are? It's not because teams are worse. It's because all the teams are, the bad teams are getting better, and the good teams are kind of evening out. So I think I don't think it's because these teams are getting worse. Like the only team that I see getting worse is like the maybe Titans Tennessee. Are gonna be worse. They're going to be worse. New England's going to be bad. They're they're probably getting worse, worse. However you want to say it. Um, but like, if you look at a team like the Chargers, they're not going five and twelve next year. If you look at a team no, like the Bears, shouldn't. the Bears will probably make the playoffs. They're not going seven and ten. Washington will be better than four and thirteen. They have a talented roster, maybe, um, but that's going to depend on their coach. Yeah, Arizona's 
probably going to win more than four games next year, I would guess. Uh, Murray's going to be back. Yeah. Um, they address a few issues. They got to get somebody get, on probably, the outside. Probably get a receiver on the out. Probably get Marvin Harrison or uh, Malik Neighbors, whoever's available to them at four. Um, the Giants will probably be about the same. The Falcons should win more than seven games with the talents on their roster. They should win the South next year with the, the Jets. Should win more roster. than seven games with Aaron Rodgers. The Vikings should win more than seven games with Kirk Cousins. Denver's. I don't fucking know what Denver's. Denver's going to be in the toilet. Vegas is probably going to go down. Vegas is probably going to lose more than eight games. They're, they're more than worse? nine games. You I, think they'll be worse? Yeah. You think they'll be worse than seven and nine next year? Eight and nine, but yeah. Eight I think they'll be like eight, right. nine, seven, and ten, somewhere in there. New Orleans will probably get worse. Indianapolis will get better. Anthony what Richardson's. And I could have, I'm going to say this for my hot take, so I won't say that. I'll bring that around in a little bit. But um, Where do you think Seattle goes with Pete Carroll off the sideline? Like I, head coaching was? I saw. No, no, like just their performance on the field. Depends. I still I mean, don't trust Geno Smith, so probably worse. I, I maybe marginally worse because I saw an article saying that they might, or like a prediction for head coaching hires. The prediction for Seattle was Mike Vrabel. I saw Dan Quinn. I've been seeing a lot of Dan Quinn. Dan Which, Quinn would be a very case. Seattle hire. He seems like a Seattle. Well, he's coach, been in Seattle there, before. Yeah. I know. He I was know. their he DC. Feels like a, he feels like a head coach there. I think they get a lot worse with Dan if they hire Dan Quinn. Speaking of predicting where teams are going to go, do what they're going to do going forward. Um, Can't even fucking read this. I, I've got ESPN a quick. Plus. I've got a quick little. A quick little thing that we've kind of touched on, but I'd like to touch on again now that we have more of a solidified draft order and all this stuff. First of all. Just a little tidbit. Who do you think had the easiest schedule according to strength of schedule this year at the end of the season? So who had the easiest strength of schedule in the NFL? Was it a good team? I won't say. Just who has the easiest strength of schedule? The Eagles. No. 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 Eagles won a gauntlet the last couple. The easiest? It's going to be somebody like the Falcons. It was the Falcons. It was the Falcons. (laughs) They had the easiest schedule (laughs) by a lot, too. Like, it wasn't very close. Like, New Orleans was just just behind them, but after that, it's like a drop. Anyway... Gonna, Our schedule gets tougher next year. I'm going to tell you a team, and I want you to tell me if you think they should draft, free, grab a free agent, or stick it out with their quarterback. With their quarterback. With their quarterback. Okay. So I don't want to do all 32 no, teams. No, 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 no. Only, the, only, okay. only teams that okay. are quarterback needy. Um, Chicago. Obviously, stay. this would be... You think they should stay with Fields? They Steelers? should ride it out with Fields. Their team gets better if they can go out. And I saw a stat about Fields when he was targeting DJ Moore. When targeting DJ Moore, Justin Fields had a 76% completion percentage, like 1,000-something yards, seven TDs, zero picks. When targeting anyone else on that team, his completion percentage dropped at least 10%. So it was around 65 66%. Same amount of TDs, I think less yards, and like four picks. So if they can go out and trade back one, trade back two, Probably trade back more. Not if they want their outside guy. Not the if they want thing, Marv. You the think they could trade back to Fields? Is you gotta you gotta pay them. That's what I was about to say. If you think the the thing is, but their team gets better to me if they go out and they draft. Even if they trade back even more, right? They go out and they draft Marv, Keon Coleman, or Malik Neighbors. Keon Coleman will not be a top fifteen pick. You don't think so? His stock is plummeting right now. Odunze, let's say Odunze, Odunze is so a top Odu- ten pick. Right Odunze. Now. Um, Malik Neighbors or Marv. If they can get one of those three guys and give Fields another threat on the outside, and then they go get another edge guy to put on the other side of Montez Sweat in Dallas turn, they're going to have their pick at 10 
of who they wanted edge rusher or 11. Yeah, you're probably not going to see a defensive player go off the board until until that Bears pick. Eight or nine, yeah. The Falcons Ed, could go edge. They're either going the, edge or quarterback. Or corner, though. I've seen a lot of people having us but, taking a corner. because Who's still going that high? Terry and Arnold? The Iowa. Kool-Aid. He might. Kool-Aid's not good. I, I, uh, if they put Kool-Aid I, uh, at A, I would be pissed if I was a Falcons fan. I'm not happy. I, right now, I'm not happy about Any, yeah, anywhere we can go. Okay, but continue. Right, so stay, I think stay, the, stay. Yeah, I think the Bears get better with a with a good draft without drafting a quarterback. I think they get better. Okay, some of these. Now. Drafting yeah. Caleb just, it doesn't change anything. Mm-mm. Yeah, some of these, some of these are going to be easier than others. Uh, Washington. Stay. You stay with Howell at two? You have the second pick and you stay? Look at what he did this year with how bad the offensive line was, man. He was not he was he wasn't even the he wasn't even a bottom five quarterback in the league this year with how bad he made, he made that offensive bad. line is. But so if you think Chicago and Washington should should stay, where does that leave the draft? I think Washington should trade up and get Caleb. I agree. That's what I think they should do. And then I think Chicago should take one step back and take Marvin. Yeah. I just think there's so many needs to address on that Washington team, and it's not like you think if they Sam ch- Howell doesn't have the talent. I don't. I think Sam Howell's great. I think he's a starter. I just. What do you think they would get out of him if they traded Howell? Not much. I don't know, and I don't know who you like. They, didn't invest they could much trade him into him. They could trade him to the Steelers. The Falcons. They could trade him the to the Falcons. Falcons might be in the market for him. I mean, they got him for what? Is he a fourth? Fourth, fourth rounder, round yeah, but he had like a second round grade. He tumbled for like no reason. He's not gonna. I mean, they're not gonna get a. They're not getting a first. I don't even think they're getting a second for him. They might get like a third. They could get a second like, and a fifth, probably. I'm if thinking you get like that, third that's and a, a sixth. positive ROI for him. If you get anything better than a fourth round pick for him, you yeah. got a great and you ROI. Get Caleb. So you say stick it out with Howell. I don't know. I'm at the same place. As I am with the Bears, I think their team can get better if they honestly go a probably way. in the short term, yeah. But like trade back a couple picks, term. take an O lineman, sign a free agent QB. Okay, I think they should trade up and get Caleb. Okay, New England, they got a draft. They yeah. have to. They okay. won't pay anybody. They're not. There's nobody out there to pay. They're not in win now mode, so it doesn't make sense to go pay Kirk sixty million dollars for two seasons. And there's not really anybody else out there on the market. You got to draft right now. You got to give your new head coach an opportunity at least. Like they are like yeah. they are like here. They need to just catch it. And they just they need, need to. to they just, need to hit the bottom and flatten out. Yeah. So they, they can start to, working back up. What do you think? Well, if Washington's trading, Washington, Sam Howell, yeah, trade Sam Howell to the Patriots. There you go. Um, so I'm gonna I'm just going in draft order right now. I'll skip a couple like Arizona. We don't need Chargers. The Giants. Stick it out. So, also, when I'm saying draft, keep in mind where they are now at this point because I'm going in order. Yes. The Giants are at six. So, Caleb and Drake are off the board. You look at maybe Jaden Daniels, Penix, and then Nick's sneaks. There's no way Nick. The, if Nick's gets picked top 15, an NFL GM needs to be fired. I'll tell you where I think he's going to go in a second. That's a terrible pick, top 10. I agree. But Giants, do you think they stick it out with Jones? You think they should? I think they should stick it out with Jones. Okay. I think you have to. Okay. You, pay, you decided to pay him over paying Saquon. Yeah. I think you have to ride with that decision. You also 
And he took you to you, the playoffs last year. I was going to say he they made the playoffs with him. If you and then you if, gave him no chance this if year. You, if you draft an O lineman, you shore up. If you draft an O lineman, that O line becomes immediately. If, like if they get Joe Alt at six, Andrew Thomas was also out for most of the season for them dealing with injuries. So you get him back. You have Andrew on the left, Joel on the right, and then kick Evan Neal into guard. And that line immediately becomes a top ten offensive line in football. You've then got Saquon. They'll probably, you, they're probably going to end up franchise tagging Saquon again next year. And I'm going to get into more about the the NFL market here in a little bit. That's going to be my hot take. But yes, I think with the con- with his contract, with you deciding to pay him over Saquon, with the fact that he did take you to the playoffs last year, and then you gave him no protection this year, and he broke his damn neck, and he tore. And he tore up his fucking knee and his shoulder. Like, I mean, yeah. the, the dude looked like he got hit by a car. Yeah. You've got to ride it out. And You've got to stick that one out. They'll have, what pick will they have in the second round? Uh, if it's six, it'll be 38. 38? If they still have it. I don't know if they you have could, it. You could draft an O-lineman, and then in the second round, you could get somebody who's going to fall like... Like a Xavier like Worthy. Brian Thomas. I've seen some mock drafts have Brian Thomas fall out of the first Xavier. If Brian Thomas is there when the Chiefs are still picking, the Chiefs, the Chiefs will are take taking Brian him. Thomas. I don't want him to go to the Chiefs because um, I want to root for him. But I don't Xavier Worthy, you got Troy Franklin in the second round. You, A.D. You, Mitchell. You can go out and get you another receiver for them. I'd adjust or the corner position. T, T. Higgins is probably going to leave Cincinnati because I don't know if we got enough Might money go sign to pay him. him. Could get T, could get... What do you think, Jeb? No, I think they should ride Vanilla Vic since they already paid him. That's okay. what I'm thinking. You paid him, you have to. All right, Atlanta. You have to... I'm assuming it's either Fields or Howell or Draft. I'm assuming free agency really isn't... Fields, no, Howell, or Kirk. No draft? I would... As an LSU fan, I think here's it would be my, dope to see Jaden Daniels in Atlanta. Here's my problem. If I will... My issue is right now, I don't mind the Jaden pick because he has the talent, but he's not NFL ready. And I think you're just going to especially with a first-year coach, too, I think it's really going to be hard to set him up for success if he has to start right away in Atlanta. I think it's going to be tough. Now, if you could get Jaden at eight, and then you could go out and get like a Kirk Cousins and have Jaden sit behind Kirk for the next two years, then I say draft and sign. My problem is I just think it's going to be so hard for a first-year guy in our system with a first-year head coach. Go get Flacco or Russ. Just he's go sign so Flacco. Old. I think, you yeah, but know, you're not using him to start. You're using him to help. Like you, He's having, serviceable. Having all those weapons could help I expedite think, the process. You know, I think it's a lot easier to the, improve in the NFL when you got Drake, when you got Kyle Pitts, when you got Bijan. I just think I just think the idea behind throwing a quarterback into the fire has been really – I, I don't know what the word is, but we it's not as ma- bad. But it's not as bad as people make it seem. We if haven't the, seen if, many if people, people succeed patient, though. But if they're, it's because jams aren't patient. Like you saw Josh Rosen get thrown right in the fire. He wasn't great, but he it, he got thrown right in the fire instead of sitting. Cardinals weren't patient. They got the first pick next year. Quarterback go. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson got thrown right in the fire. They weren't patient. They, um, who else? Oh, we've seen a. T Law got thrown right in. I mean, he, he kind of okay. panned out, but, but he you just, like. But if, then he got none of them. He had Urban Meyer, and also if you look around, the other guys on those teams, they didn't have any talent. Like the Jets, I, had we nothing. have talent exactly. So I think throwing Jaden Daniels or a quarterback. My problem the end with of the telling world. you straight up draft is that I don't want Penix. 
and I don't want Bo Nix. Bo Nix is such a reach at eight; it's insane. Well, I think I think I think you have to trade up to get Daniels. That's what I and I don't know what we're gonna have to give up for him. No, who's gonna take him? Somebody, somebody. Because you got one, one, two, two, three. three. If they don't trade out, they'll take Williams. They'll take May. They take they'll take Jaden. But if Chicago trades out, like you think, he might be there. It'll go Caleb, Drake, Drake May, and then. The only I honestly o- could see the Giants taking Jaden Daniels. If he's there, they might. Because that's another... You can sit him. If you don't think he's NFL ready, you can sit behind Daniel for two You're years. You're going to have to trade up, and that's why I'm a little hesitant to say draft because I don't know what we're going to have to give up to get that pick. And I don't want to give up any of our offensive skill positions. There's too much talent there. You can do a lot more with that talent than you can giving up so many assets and first-round picks and, and, you know... Reaching you, on a guy who had one like, good season. Yeah. What do you think? For the Falcons? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say trade or free agent okay. signing so for stay now. Away from the draft. Just because I don't think we're going to be able to get who I think we sh- we need at eight. Okay. I say draft. Okay. I think if Jaden Daniels is there, they should draft him. But I think they're going to draft a quarterback anyways. And I, I have a feeling they're going to end up with Bo Nix. Just a, just a feeling. All uh-huh. right. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have seen Michael Penix, who I really? just after watching him against that Michigan defense, he doesn't well having to move. He doesn't do well having to move out of the pocket. He's just been he's his just throwing. Hurt. His throwing motion is a little slow. He's really got to get that here. It's almost like a pitcher, like having to. I mean, I'm not lefty, so I have to do it righty. But it's kind of like a pitcher, like loading up to get all of that. He's he, he's, he's having to basically, do the same thing. He's basically Tua with a better deep ball. His deep ball is not good. That's the misconception about him. His deep ball is not that good. You know, it's pretty. It looks good, but it's not accurate. You know whose deep ball is good? Jaden Daniels. Daniels. He's right, he, one of, he had he had probably the best deep ball in college. You know, you know it's pretty easy to throw NFL a deep ball when your wide receivers are wide open. You know who else they said wasn't NFL already? Lamar Jackson. It's true. And look at him now. I just think they said he was a running back. Jaden Daniels oh, will be is, the man. next Lamar Jackson. All right, I'm we'll do you. we'll do five more and we'll make them quick because these all all these teams are interesting situations. Minnesota. Where's their pick at? Eleven. No. So we're looking at Knicks or Penix probably if we're gonna draft a court or McCarthy. Sign Kirk for two years. I agree. That's what I said. Draft two years. a QB. Let him sit behind Kirk. Okay. Is there full of Rogers love situation? I would probably just hold on to Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. You're not. You're not drafting nobody though. No. You don't want nobody because you're not gonna get got, a high enough draft pick if Kirk stays healthy though. I want an. I want an. I want an edge rusher. I don't think any quarterback's gonna be worth it at eleven for Minnesota. For yeah, other like teams, you could, maybe. We're you, in win-now mode. We can win now. Yeah, like, you could get Bo Nix, but why would you waste a number 11 pick on something that you're not going to use for two years when you need to... We just, I, I only reason I said that is because you've got two, maybe three good years left from Kirk. More than likely. I want to win before Jefferson asks out. Because if we keep losing, he's going to ask so out. So, like, a year and a half. Yeah, I want to win now. <laughs> and, like, okay. you, Kirk could have... Kirk, Kirk still has some left in the tank. So you might as well go put all your chips in draft now. Draft rusher. Go draft Jared Verse, Leontu Latu, Dallas Turner, someone. And try and go get that Super Bowl. That's my year. problem with drafting a quarterback this year is we haven't had a damn edge rusher since John Abraham. And the last real big season I can think of him having was 2012 when we played the Niners in the NFC Championship. Vic, too. And there's Sweet so... Down, Vic. Vic Beasley. But he had one good season, and then we started dropping him back into fucking coverage like a bunch of idiots. And he True. sucked. Does y'all do y'all have Bud Dupree? Yeah. Uh, how do you like that? <laughs> that <guy. laughs> he played pretty well for us this year. Yeah, he well, was pretty a, solid. Bum. 
Right. I agree. Minnesota. Resign I mean, Kirk. Yeah, resign Kirk and Kay. then draft win now. Get Kirk a Super Bowl. Okay. Denver. Draft. Where are they drafting at? Twelve. Get Bo. This is where I think Bo next goes. You have to draft. This is where this is. You have. He to. feels like such a Denver player to you me. To. I don't know why. It looks Bo like Nix they might like end Denver. up with Russ next season, anyways. Nobody's gonna. Do, I mean, they might just cut him. I don't think you can. They I don't might. think you can. I think Sean Payton hates him enough to just. Yeah. To spend all that money in dead cap, dude. I think he'd be a, talking I about. think he'd be a perfect mentor for Bonex. I just think what, it's but that's what I'm saying. On. So if you keep Russ drafted quarterback, if you are getting rid of Russ, it's just a, Sean Payton's so anti Russ. Anti Russ. Yeah, no, he it just fucking depends. hates him. This one's tough because I'll say regardless, draft Bo. Okay. Look for a free agent. Look for a free agent. Okay. Vegas. Yeah, Aiden O'Connell and Jimmy G on the roster. Drafting Jimmy at 13. Jimmy G had that terrible contract. Drafting at 13. I am going to say that one's that one's I, that I, one might be the t- toughest one on here, and I here's go, why. I know what go I would do. I'm rocking with Aiden O'Connell for another year. If he sucks, then we get a, a top five pick probably, and, and we get, get a great like, quarterback next year. You can get like Quinn Ewers. At yeah. 13 or Carson Beck. Mm-hmm. At thirteen, there's going to be a Nussmeier. At thirteen, Carson Beck is going to be a top, he is a top three, top five pick for sure. He's a prototypical NFL quarterback. So at thirteen, you're not getting any of your guys. You're not getting a. You're not getting. I mean, Penix will be there, but do you really want to take a shot on Penix if you're Vegas and such a volatile? Mar- yeah, like you've market? already spent a bunch of money on a injury prone QB and Jimmy G. Do you I, waste I ride him? with Aiden O'Connell. I think he had he had showed flashes that he could be a real NFL quarterback. So I think you convinced me. So I'm gonna say rock with Aiden O'Connell because I've got I've got Spo track pulled up here. Spot rack. Here are your is it? Spot rack? Mm-hmm. Well I thought it was Spo track, but anyways. <laughs> These are your uh NFL free agent quarterbacks this upcoming season. Kirk o- Kirk Cousins. Ryan Tannehill. If he gets a job anywhere, I'll be pissed off. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, don't sleep on Jacoby. 31-year-old Jacoby Brissett. He's 30. That's crazy. Old black don't crack. Uh, Tyrod Taylor retired. He He's retired? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marcus, 30-year-old Marcus Mariota. Hell no. 26-year-old Sam Darnold. Darnold <laughs> could have a job somewhere. He's never 30-year-old Jameis Winston. Give me that. He'll have a good backup. 27-year-old Drew Locke. Like he he could have a job too. Dang, a lot of these younger guys. Twenty nine year old Baker. There's no way He'll the Bucks re-signed. let him yeah, walk re-signed. after this year. He'll get resigned. You got Gardner Minshew. No, Tyrod didn't retire. Tyrod is will be on the market. Teddy Bridgewater retired. Yeah. That's what I was like. Wait, Tyrod? Yeah, yeah. Teddy's uh, out. Twenty six year old Twenty six year old Tyler Huntley. No job. Thirty nine year old Joe Flacco. Homeless. Twenty nine year old Joshua Dobbs. <laughs> no one. Twenty eight year old Easton Stick. Nope. 30-year-old Nate Sudfield. You can stop. <laughs> yeah, I, Blaine Gabbert, Josh Johnson. The only other quarterback down here that actually has some upside to him is Carson Wentz. But he's no. 31 right now. Damn, that's crazy. There's just no free agents. Wasn't he drafted the same year as Goff? Mm-hmm. Is Goff that old? Yeah, Goff's, Goff's like 30. 30. Damn, dude. There's just, there is... We're getting old is what it is. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Um, there's no free agents. So I, you convince me on your spiel too, especially I think they're going to hire AP. Sounds like it. If they don't, 
they're stu- if they don't, Mark Davis is the worst owner in sports. <laughs> well, Max Crosby already said he's gone. He if, said he's literally leaving. I don't think don't there's any way. So I think you let AP see what he can do with Aiden O'Connell. I mean, he was wasn't he the guy who made the decision to bench Jimmy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I won't say it didn't work out for him. I mean, they still won what they eight games. Up. Still in eight games. I, hey, Aiden O'Connell's the first rookie quarterback to ever beat Patrick Mahomes. True. I agree with you there. I think you just ride it out with Aiden O'Connell one more year. If you're really bad, cool, you get a good draft pick so you can go get your guy next year because it's going to be a pretty good quarterback class. A lot more prototypical NFL pocket passers, um, which is the Raiders do not need a mobile quarterback. That's not Raiders football. They just need someone. Raiders if, football is hard-nosed, run it down your fucking throat, play action. And if you're bad, Devontae's going to one out. Yeah, you get a lot for Devonte. He, he might, he might get traded. To the Jets and you free anyways. up some cap space. So you get a couple picks. I'm, I, I would say rock with Aiden. Rock with Aiden. I would rock with Aiden unless there's a way they can get Sam Howell in a trade. Got it. That's fair. All right, two more. New Orleans. Got to stick. You it have out. to stick it out. Stick it out. You they have. Can't that, you can't move off that contract. Okay. Just as bad as the rust contract. You don't want to draft anybody underneath. Like if Penix is there. at... 14. I don't think Derek Carr got to teach Penix anything. You have to James with the Derek Carr with the Derek Carr contract with the Saints with your defense still being good but some of your guys on their way out like Cam Jordan um like He'll be gone. Marshawn Lattimore. He'll be there. Um I think you the, have What's you, the linebacker's name? Um Demario Davis will be gone. You've got one more year with all those guys. They're I not they're, they're not retiring yet. Not retiring. I think they they're they're not. The trader Cam Cam money. Jordan is a lifetime saint. It's either tank, it's either tank or trade. Um, I think you've got to rock with Derek Carr. You can't move off that, and you have to be in win now mode, especially with all the questions that are going to be flying around the NFC South. The Panthers are still going to suck ass next year. Yeah. We can either be really good or very mediocre again, depending on the coaching hire and the quarterback that we get. And the Bucks are going to be the Bucks. I think they, you know, they're a nine and eight, ten yeah. and seven team. So. I think you've you've got a lot more needs to address that are not quarterback right now. So I'm going to say ride it out. Do you say? Yeah. Okay. Ride it out. Ride it out. Ride him. All right. Ride. So we're going to skip over Seattle, although they th- I think that's an interesting one. I, I think you stick it out probably. You got to ride with Geno. Last, last one. We talked about it briefly. Pittsburgh Steelers. What do you do? Do you ride with Mason? Do you ride with Kenny? Do you no. draft? Do you ride with Mitch? Do you draft? Do you look in free agency? Do you look for a trade? Free agency or trade? So or Pittsburgh's at only 20, two options. If, at twenty, if, if Penix is there, no, that's not a Pittsburgh pick. If McCarthy's there, that's a Pittsburgh pick. Um, if Bo Nix is there, another Pittsburgh. If pick. If Bo's there, I draft him. If my, I don't, I don't, I don't like McCarthy. I like Bo. If Bo's there, you draft him. That's a that's definitely a it's a Pittsburgh pick. I would say for Pittsburgh, like, are you looking at like? Howell, are you looking at? Like I don't know where Darnold, they're going. To be honest, I, I have no Trey idea. Lance, I know exactly. What's I think happen. they're they're in kind of the same spot the Falcons are right now. Like, except I think we have more offensive talent than the Steelers do. And your offensive talent doesn't whine all the fucking time. Yeah, I mean we don't have any complainers for as bad for as little production as Kyle Pitts was imagine able if, to get this imagine year. Imagine if but, Kyle Pitts got the shitty or if, if George Pickens got the shitty throws that Kyle Pitts gets, bro. It would be the end of it. Would be the end of. Yeah, I, I talked to y'all about that, right? That Kyle Pitts yeah. had like fifty-two catches on eighty-four targets and only had four drops this season. 
You would never hear the end of it if that was George Pickens' stats. I think they're kind of in that same situation as us. Like it, it there's a lot of different ways they can go, and I don't think any of them are right or wrong. I think it's just going to kind of they're going to have to make a decision and just kind of stick with it, see how it goes. I have an interesting thought. Okay, really quick. Oh, actually, I'll say it after. What do you think the Steelers should do? If there's <clears throat> if there's somebody there, draft them. Like if Bo Nix is there, y'all draft, can draft Bo Nix. Y'all continue on this conversation for a second. I've got to pee so damn bad, so I will okay. be back in just a second. Y'all can continue here. It's okay. the first ever pee break on from the stands. I, that so. is true. I've been trying to hold off on him, but he got that weak bladder. It's that ghost, man. That shit makes me have to piss. All right, what do you think? What do I think they should do? What do you, what gonna do you know is going to happen, and what do you think they should do? All right, well, what I think they should do is twentieth overall pick. Draft somebody. We're going to... Not name McCarthy, I assume? I don't care. Just let him sit... I mean, our first round... Our first round drafts normally are not that great. Yep. Our best one in recent memory was TJ. And Najee, kind of. He's decent. Close was before that, Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds was the first rounder. That was Terrell. Terrell. Tremaine Tremaine was the the Bills. Bills. Now he's there. He was a bust. We got that... Bush. Devin yeah, Bush. Devin Bush. He was actually good until he got hurt, but that injury ruined him. Shazier, injury ruined him. Then we had the cornerback, Artie Burns, who sucked fucking dick, dude. He's fast, though. He's fast. Yeah. Fast so Madden was, card. So was, uh, what's that What's that guy that wore number? It's not Eli oh, Rogers. Um, Antonio Rogers Cromartie? No, 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 no. no, no for no, the no. Steelers. Um, Dre Archer. Dre Archer, yeah. <laughs> Fastest, <laughs> best dude. Madden mobile player of dude, all time. Dude. That oh. was when Madden mobile was good. Madden 15. Yes. Mobile 15. Yeah. The Madden elite. Mobile with the OBJ logo. That's 15. With OBJ. No, is that 15? It's 15 14. or 16. 16. Madden, Madden Mobile with OBJ on the cover. I like the one with Sherman. Was the, yeah. The Madden Mobile yeah. with Sherman was, was elite. Anyway. When the red cards were the elite yes. cards. Oh, God. They ruined <laughs> Madden. Bring you back ru- Madden you Mobile. You ruined Madden Mobile. <laughs> Bring it back. Dude, they did ruin that. Anyway, what do you think they're going to do? Well, what's going to happen is Tom was going to come out of his press conference and they're going to say, So what does the quarterback situation look like for this year? And he's going to say, Well, uh, we're just going to stick by the standard. Mason Rudolph signed him to an extension. We're going to have a we're going to have Mason and Kenny go to offseason and compete. And what that means is Kenny Pickett's a starter, Mason Rudolph is the guaranteed backup and we're going to ride this season with Kenny Pickett and get another 9 and 8 season. I'm so win another 50 his, bucks. Tomlin has an 18th straight non-losing season. Oh yeah, I'm a, I I need to see that exchanged on an episode by the way. I might have it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. This is it. Oh. <laughs> Good job. Yes. Nice win. Bet against Kenny Pickett. <laughs> all, right, all right. Real quick. Last thing on the draft. Or last thing on potentially the draft. Okay. I have a scenario for you. You're a Falcons fan. 100%. Right or die, unfortunately. Fan. No. You're a Steelers. You're going to be fan. a fan next year. You'll be a fan. You said right. it last year. So we're neutral here. From each side of this, are you saying yes or no? I just thought of this trade. Okay. You trade, you sign, first of all, you get Justin Fields. You trade for Justin Fields for a second rounder and a fourth rounder. I like that trade. You trade, so you trade with the Bears, whatever, that's done. You have Justin Fields on your roster. Okay. You trade George Pickens. Yes. (laughs) George Pickens and the 20th overall pick to Atlanta for eight. Do you say yes? Do I agree? Do you say yes to that trade if you're Fal- if you're the Falcons GM? You get Pickens and pick twenty. He gets they get pick eight. 
And I have Justin. And you have Justin. That sounds like my dream scenario. What about you? I you hate and J- Jaden's da- Jaden's up there. If Jaden's there at eight, yeah, I don't know. If Bo Nix is there, man, Mike Tomlin is not good with offenses, <laughs> bro. He's he's still running the same offense we were running with Terry Bradshaw, man. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so you're taking you? Would you take the deal? If we could get rid of Tomlin and bring in like an actual offensive coach, maybe I think we should make it happen. I'm taking that trade, and I'll tell you why. One, you get your quarterback. I don't think Fields has been given a a real opportunity yet in Chicago. I think he finally had his first, like, settled in. They kind of figured out what their offense was. Matt Eberflus kind of figured out how to coach football. And he got hurt. And he got hurt, and then he comes back, and he played well to end the season. Then you get pick 20, and all of your questions about, because this has been the fucking problem for the Falcons the last few years, you have had a pick where there's no good way to go. Like eight la- or eight last year. I can't say that Bijan was a bad pick. He had one thousand four hundred and eighty-three yards from scrimmage. I don't know how they didn't on- go Jalen Carter. I don't. I was sitting there. I don't understand it either. Carter, but, uh, but I can't be mad at Bijan. He had eight TDs, two hundred fifty-two total touches, and one thousand four hundred eighty-three yards from scrimmage this year. I felt like that was a media pick. I felt like that was a like yeah. a popularity pick. Could have been. But then you go like the Kyle. you go the year before, you have eight again. They're really I, you really just don't you don't know where to go, so you just pick here, and I'll I'll kind of explain. They're either going edge or quarterback. I I but see, see no what, other option. What I like about the scenario that you just proposed, you don't know what really is going to be available to you at twenty at eight. 20? At or eight. Or oh, you don't and at you, twenty though, Chop is still going to be on the board. It'll be close. Latu might still be on the board. Also will be close, but probably. There will be an edge rusher yes, at 20. Yes, an edge rusher. Because you'll and probably see the Vikings go edge. The Jets will probably go line. The Jets have to go line. If the Bears. The Jets. The the Bears are picking an edge guy with that pick regardless. So we got Bears, Vikings. Any All these teams do need, quarter, do need edge, though. Denver needs an edge rusher. They got many more needs to address. Vegas. The Again, more needs to address. New Orleans. They're going to take Brock Bowers, unfortunately. Brock Bowers will be going number five. Book it. I think the Chargers are going to take an O-lineman. Mm-mm. Book it. I'll I'll put money on it that Brock Bowers goes at number five. Here has been our problem in the, in the drafts recently. So, like, we picked at eight when we took Drake London, right? So, ahead of Drake, you had, obviously, Trayvon went one. Bust. And then he had ten and a half sacks Aiden this Hutchinson. season. You had Aiden Hutchinson... Stingley, Sauce, Thibodeau, uh, uh, Equanu, Neil, and then Drake London, right? There wasn't any, there wasn't, there was no reason to trade up in that draft. After him, like, I feel like we, there's only one other pick that I'm looking at inside the top 20 here that I would have wanted to go. I'm cool with missing out on Charles Cross, who went nine. He's been a good lineman, but you don't know. But our, our yeah, line yeah, yeah, has yeah, not yeah. been our problem. Yep. I think Drake London is just as talented as Garrett Wilson. Just they both had trash cans thrown into him. So I guess it doesn't really make a difference. Uh I think Olave, Garrett Wilson, and Drake London are all pretty much on the same talent scale. I'd take London I'd take both of them over him, but I wouldn't it, the discrepancy isn't crazy. 
again, I haven't seen Drake London with a competent quarterback yet. Yeah. Neither Garrett Wilson, though. That's or, what I'm or saying, or though. I, yeah. uh, yeah, Chris, Chris Olave's Olave, had yeah. the best QB situation out of the three. He get, he got fucked up. But so, okay, yeah. let's say for it whatever, matter, it, yeah. that pick doesn't matter. Those are okay. just two more wide receivers. Jamison Williams was a terrible pick at 12. He's been getting better. Um, you could have had Jordan Davis, but again... A, I'd rather have Jordan D- Davis. DT wasn't a, a need then, though. Jarrett, yeah. The only guy that I saw inside the top 20 that I would have been like, damn, that would have been a fantastic pick for us, was at 14, Kyle the Ravens Hamilton. took Kyle yeah, Hamilton. I knew that it. would have been a fantastic pick at 8. Yeah. But there's a reason he was picked at 14, right? He, you know... There were some questions there. After that, I don't. Kenyon Green, I'm He's okay. Been pretty solid, I think. Again, offensive line has not okay. been our He's area Texans, of need. Right? Yes. Yeah, Jahan Dotson, Zion Johnson, Traylon Burks, Trevor Penning, and Kenny Pickett. Keep so, going. Who's the rest of that draft? Um, Trent McDuffie, yeah. Quay Walker, Kyir Elam. Elam. He's been shit. Tyler Smith. He's Again, been really good. We didn't need offensive line, though. You not, needed a guard. Not at one. eight. And Tyler Smith's a tackle. He plays guard. Tyler Lindbaum, Linderbaum. He's, that that would have been a good pick. That's another guard. It, him and Tyler but Smith. Again, I think uh, him and Tyler that's Smith. That's a reach at eight is the problem. That's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you, you don't take guards in the top. Jermaine though. Johnson, Devin Lloyd, Devontae Wyatt was nowhere near a top ten pick. Love him. He wasn't a top ten pick. Cole Strange. He's been okay. George Carlaftis. He's been okay. Daxton Hill. This draft was kind of weak. And Lewis Seen. Yeah, you see he's great. I, you should have taken you him. You see what I'm saying, though, at eight? <laughs> there wasn't really, like, where do you go? You know what I'm saying? I just don't, like, a lot of the value in that draft came in on the interior, and you, the value of taking an interior, I will never understand taking a defensive tackle in the top ten or a guard or a center in the top ten. There's no value That's what I'm it. saying. And then, but the Panthers have done it, like, twice. The, the tough part... Again, in the the 21 draft, we had pick four, right? T-Law, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance all go above our number four pick. So the the only quarterback I would have wanted out of those is T-Law. You knew you weren't getting him. I don't, I don't know if I, I... I was screaming Jamar. That's the only That's the only one I'm like, damn, we could have. But does, does Jamar... Panay, Panay was that class, right? Panay was seven. I would have taken Panay, too. Again, though, we've been really good at finding our offensive line in the second, third, fourth round. Half your offensive line is first-rounders. McGarry, Lindstrom were both first-rounders. Lindstrom was. Yeah, but Lindstrom was like 2018. Lindstrom was like, yeah, 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 yeah. You see that? 2019. Our line was pretty shored up before 2020 started. We got Bergeron, who was the highest-graded rookie Guard or tackle? I, I get the two confused. This year, in might, the second or third round. I might show my lack of Falcons knowledge here. Is Jake Matthews still on the team? I thought so. He is the... He now actually might be league leader for most consecutive starts. I was going to say, I know he's he was drafted 7th or 6th in 2014, I think. And he's been a dog ever since. I was like, I, so I didn't want to show my, my lack of knowledge there, but I thought he was, but I didn't want to. The line has just not been an, an area of need. And like you said, you're not drafting a lineman at 4. Yeah. And who's to say that Jamar pans out the way he has in Atlanta with the quarterbacks that we've had? I don't know. But and then anything's after, better than Pitts. Is it, though? Well, who's to say Pitts would have done... 
wouldn't have put up numbers if he got drafted with Burrow. That's what I'm saying, though. So, like, it's you didn't really, after that, you had Waddle. Again, he's had trouble staying on the field. And who's to say that Waddle or Chase does anything more than Pitts has in Atlanta with how bad our quarterbacks have been? You got Panay. J.C. Horn was an absolute bust at eight. The only other guy top ten that I would have taken that was drafted in the top ten is Pat Sertan. J.C. Horn's pretty good, too, but I wouldn't have taken him at four. Then you got Devontae Smith. I'm, we could have taken Justin. I thought we should have taken Justin. but That would have been crazy to see a quarterback go one, two, three, four. That we didn't take wild. Justin. We could have taken Micah. Other than that, I mean, this wasn't the most loaded draft class either. That class was really loaded. Micah, Justin, Trevor, Jamar, Jalen Waddle, Panay Sewell. Slater's been really good. Barry Slater's Tucker's been, been good. I'm just saying for us, like, it, it was just tough. That was a tough four pick. We have just not been in a great situation to really improve upon what we really need to improve upon. Yeah. And I see the same thing happening this year, again, being at eight. Yeah, I'm very excited for the draft. I think it'll be interesting. More draft content to come as we get closer. We are yeah, 99 we will, days away from the draft. We will get a lot more into the draft. All right, I want to talk coaches real quick and the coaching carousel in the NFL. I am going to start with the... Is that, oh, is that, I think it's nah, my chair. We're going to start with... I was going to ask, did you see the list of the... The Falcons completed their initial head coaching interviews. Did you see the list of people? I saw some of them because the, check the list I clicked on that it showed all the guys we had requested to interview. I don't think we interviewed. According to ninety two nine, the game the Falcons they're always good. Or they're right ninety two nine. Yeah, that's okay. the best Falcons. They completed their initial head coach interviews with the following: Ravens DC Mike Mc- McDonald would be a great hire. Bengals OC Brian Callahan. Uh, I'm not that. a huge fan of that one. 49ers DC Steve Wilkes. Good hire. Good hire. Panthers DC Ejiro Evero. No, I'm not a big fan. Ravens assistant head coach Anthony Weaver. Be a pretty good hire. And then Belichick and Harbaugh. I don't know why. Um, Munkin isn't getting looks. I don't know why the Chargers interviewed him. Did they? That'd be a good hire for the I, Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to get a good head coach. I guess I have a feeling. I think they'll get the best head coach of the bunch. Them in Washington. I think Atlanta's a good spot. I too, think we'll though. be up there. I think we're more going to desi- get the worst head coach. We're more desirable than Titans. Panthers. Panthers. Oh, I forgot we're more. Panthers. I will say this: we're not. We're obviously not at the top of the list. The Chargers have the most talent. They also have the worst cap, so that's going to be interesting to watch. I definitely think we're a more desirable destination than Tennessee. I think we're more desirable than the Panthers. I think we're more desirable than the... Who else is the Commanders? No. Mm-mm. I think Commanders more. Just, they edge us slightly. The Bears are sticking with... Everflus. The Bears are sticking with Everflus. The Patriots already got Mayo. The Patriots got their guy. What about Who's when the, the Cardinals job comes right open? Um, it's his first year. They're not going to get rid of him. Yeah, I, no. I'm just trying to remember. Trying to is it Gannett? No. Is it, is it Rich Gannon? Let me look that it up. That sounds wrong. That's Jonathan, I mean, that's Jonathan, Jonathan Gannon. Gannon. Jonathan Rich Gannon's Gannon. the Raiders yeah. quarterback. Yeah. What year did he win MVP? Does anybody know? 2002. Yep. Damn, year I was born. I think we're a pretty desirable destination, though. We have all the young talent, and we're all we're missing is a quarterback. So you, and, and you get to come in, and you really get to like have your guy. 
Damn. I think the dream scenario is the one that I painted with the Steelers trade. What do you think, think about this one, scenario. Zach? It says uh, it's about the Falcons. They can turn it into a playoff team if they play this right. Hypothetically, if they get Bill Belichick as the coach and you get Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather Sign him. I'd rather take Jameis. Yeah, Keep true. Arthur Smith. Reunite him with Ryan Tannehill. Hell bring no. him back as Watch your elbow. Don't hit that yeah, camera. Yeah, I was just looking at it. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I it's gonna be. It's either gonna be a great year to be a Falcons fan, or it's gonna be another year where I'm just fucking utterly disappointed. Um, I think it can go either way, very quickly. Who do we think the Chargers are hiring? Did you know that? Probably Harbaugh. Harbaugh or I'm trying to think of who else is on the market. Interesting. They're gonna get a big name guy. They're not gonna the Chargers. Yeah. They're they're going to make a splash hire. Flash. Well, to be fair, Brandon Staley was like, and they realized how that turned out. I think they tried to pull. Up, they needed uh, to get Sean McVay with with him. And I think it backfired. I think Belichick would make a lot of sense. Right now, Harbaugh is the favorite. I think it's definitely going to be Harbaugh. Really? Harbaugh is the favorite. Some other names um, that are at least sports betting odds-wise that are on this list. Sure, Belichick is... Ben Johnson is second behind is, Harbaugh. Is Dan Quinn up there? Dan Quinn is third. Bill Dan Belich- Quinn, Bring Dan Quinn and, and um, what's his name back to... Kellen Moore back together. Bill Belichick, Aaron Glenn, Steve Wilkes, Biennemi... Gift Smith. The enemy would be a great hire for the Chargers. Patrick Graham. But I think that Lincoln Riley. Mike Vrabel and then Todd Lincoln Monken. Riley's not leaving. That's such a stupid. If anybody puts money on that, you're burning your wallet. Um it's it says they seem to have found their guy, but Harbaugh did interview with the Falcons on Tuesday. And he could have more meetings lined up. So we'll see. see. I wouldn't mind seeing Harbaugh in Atlanta. Yeah. I would. If would I was you? A Falcons fan. Would you feel? I'd rather have w- Belichick. Would you feel slight? Not slighted, but would you feel jaded towards him? Towards who? In what way? Harbaugh, like because he cheated. So did Belichick. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and it's a lot harder to do in the NFL. Uh, I mean, I think at this point, I, I just want a good fucking coach. I don't really care how I feel about him as a person or like what he has done at other jobs. Like, obviously, Bill fucking beat us in that Super Bowl, so, like, am I a huge Bill Belichick fan? Hell nah, but if he takes us back to the promised land, I don't give a shit. Bill I just want to win games. Belichick has a 29% chance to be the Falcons' next head coach, plus 250. He's the leader right now. Leader right now. Harbaugh's fourth. I saw something. Who's second and third? Brian Callahan is second. Bengals OC. And Ben Johnson, Lions OC, is third. And then Harbaugh, and then Wilkes, and then Canals, and then the field. I like Ben Johnson more than I like Brian Callahan. Our offense is built to run more like the Lions than it is the Bengals. I think I saw something and it said, um, like with the with Bill interviewing with the Falcons, it was the Falcons just this didn't actually happen, but it was like name a time when you faced adversity and overcame it, and he was and Bill was like. I have the perfect example. <laughs> um, I think the, the Falcons should just take a swing for left field, bring in Coach Prime. Fuck no. I was, I, was on the range, I was on the range warming up three days ago, and I was sitting next to two Cowboys fans, and they were legit, like, had were having a real conversation saying that they wanted Deion Sanders. Like, a real, they were like, I love Deion, but get the fuck out of here. They were like, he's, the, he's one of the greatest Cowboys of all time. 
Bah, 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 bah. It would bring such a new energy, and I was like, I, I was sitting three bays also. away from them. And that I was motherfucker's like, a, 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 and it will, Atlanta he's an Atlanta sports. legend. Yeah. And this motherfucker associates more with the Cowboys than he does Atlanta, the piece of shit. Can you name every team he played for? Yes. Not you. Atlanta, the Cowboys, yep. the Niners, yep. and there's the one that everybody always forgets about. The Raiders. About. No. 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 NFC, AFC. AFC. Well, is it the Ravens? The Ravens are one of them. Yeah, you got one more. I was thinking one more. It was nobody in the South. Oh God! Yeah. I that's the one that I always blank on. Was it somebody in the South? No, no. Um, I don't think it was. He played with them for one year. Yeah. It was nobody else in the North. Don't look that shit up. I think he retired with them. It's and nobody, then he, and then he came the out of retirement. It's yeah. nobody else. It's nobody else in the North. The West. It was not the Chargers. It was not the Broncos. It's an NFC team. Oh, you, it's an NFC. Oh, the this one of them NFC. was an AFC team. The other one's an NFC team. He didn't play for the Eagles, nope. Commanders, or Giants. Well, he didn't play for <laughs> Commanders weren't Redskins. Team. He didn't play for anybody else in the NFC South. Did he? I'm not. I'm just giving you. Oh. A look. I'm just saying. I need one answer. NFC. Go. Uh... Seahawks. The Skins. Was it the Skins? He retired with the Skins. I don't remember that. I want to look at him in a Skins jersey. The head coaching carousel is interesting, though. They gave him a fat contract. I don't think it's going to get interesting until the playoffs are over. Because, like, Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn are two top candidates to get head coaching jobs, but the Lions are... It just looks like Sean Taylor. The Lions are in the playoffs. The Lions are in the playoffs. Todd Munkin's still in the playoffs. Steve Wilkes is still in the playoffs. Um, Who was the... Who's the Weaver? Um, Anthony Weaver. Anthony still Weaver in the still in the playoffs. It'll start to heat up once the Super Bowl's over. But you know until what's then, crazy to me is we haven't heard any movement out of anybody interviewing the enemy. Nobody, because I think he's gonna get promoted. Maybe I still but think don't. it's I still think it's the smartest possible thing for them. I'm to not disagreeing with you, but why hasn't it happened yet? I don't know. Riverboat Ron has been out. I don't know. I think they're... I don't know. I have no idea. Couldn't tell you. Maybe they're letting him decide what he'd rather do. I think he likes the offensive coordinator role. You think so? He could have had a head coaching job coming out of KC, but he chose to go over to Washington and be offensive coordinator. Yeah, but uh, there like weren't he was many... Getting, he, he, he was getting... I think he got offered the Bears job. Do you blame him for not taking that one, though? No, but that's what I'm saying. I think, like... I think until he finds the perfect Dude, fit, he's going to be... I would happy love to see him in Atlanta. They didn't interview him. I didn't, yeah. But at least if we're going to fucking go out and get somebody, I want an established coach. Yeah. Like I want, I, I don't want none of, no more of this reaching shit. So you want Bill? Yeah. Harbaugh. Man. The only guy that doesn't have like a ton of experience in the NFL that I, I would want is Todd. Munkin? Yeah. Yes. I would love to see Munkin. Other than that, um, I like Ben Johnson because... Detroit's offense runs a lot like our offense should run if it's running correctly. Um, a lot of play action, uh, a lot of balls to the tight end, a lot of hard, they have tough nose football. He's got all the talent <laughs> in the world, bro. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much you can do when you have like basically thirty balls thrown at you this year that were completely uncatchable. Bring Steve Sarkeesian back. Urban Meyer. 
Get the fuck out of here. Established ass coach. That's he's got three natties. Mm-hmm. Who? Urban Meyer. Yeah, and you saw what that translated to in the NFL. He was put in a bad situation. He, didn't, he was never given a chance. Bunch of booty calls. <laughs> they, shouldn't, they shouldn't have let him in that bar. Bunch of booty calls, cheating on his wife, and trying to ruin Trevor Lawrence's career. Yeah. Give me Urban. Yeah, for sure. Bring it, Bring the whole squad back together. Urban's the head coach. Dan Quinn's the DC. Steve Sarkeesian's the OC. Arthur Smith's the new quarterback's coach. Quarterback's coach. Dude, I saw something the other day made me so upset. You know what our 2016... Uh, coaching staff look like? Yeah. It was um, um, the white guy with white hair. Um, Hold on. Let me let me just run this. The, our Super Bowl roster. Okay. Our oh, Super Bowl roster? team. Our Super Bowl team. Yeah. This was the head coaching staff. You ready? I know the... the Dan Quinn. Oh, Dan. was head coach. Now DC of the Cowboys, obviously. Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan was the OC. Now the... Head coach, head coach of the Niners. Yeah. Um, Mike McDaniel's. Yep. Was an offensive assistant. Now yep. the head coach of the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah. Matt Lafleur was our quarterbacks coach. Yep. Now the head coach of the Packers. Packers. Um. Who is Raheem Morris? Was like a linebackers coach or assistant defensive coach. Obviously the DC out in um, San Francisco now, and the. Jets, Ilbrick from their DC this year was also on that coaching staff, all of whom have done much better everywhere else. Y'all so, had to have won that year, right? With all that? Yeah. And Matt Ryan and Julio. And Julio? There's no way they lost. Devontae Freeman in his prime? That sounds like a Super Bowl team to me. That sounds like a team that should have won. Let me let me look up what happened. You can't say shit because you don't have you're just a fair weather fan. And the Vikings haven't done shit either, so I don't want to hear it. Hey, they went to four Super Bowls. Exactly. I'm not even a true fan, so I can technically say And lost all four. Oh. What happened that year? Wow. We've been to two, lost two. They've been to four, lost four. So the only person <laughs> uh, fucking at this table that can say anything is Joe. And I wasn't alive to watch any of them, except for one. So this motherfucker gets a no say. He just, fo- just he just follows just guys fo- around. Need, I, I have stated need, multiple times that I'm a big just football fan. So I can make five fun. Bengals before Joe Burrow. Hell no. Vontez perfect. <laughs> can yeah. you name yeah, AJ let me, Green? Let me Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say name five players, not like not viral players. So not like you don't get Ocho, you don't get AJ Green, you don't get Burfect. Hey, you just gave him one. <laughs> Jer- Jeremy Hill. There you go. Oh, that's a good one. Tyler Boyd. No. Still on the roster. <laughs> you got me. Giovanni Bernard. I was just about to say Gio. <laughs> Adam Pacman Jones. Carson Palmer. CJ Usmanzada. Andy Dalton. TJ Usmanzada. TJ. Boomer Esiason. What's their old what's your old tight end's name? Tyler, Tyler Eifert. Eifert. Tyler Eifert. <laughs> Bengals. Gino legend. Atkins. Uzoma. Gino Atkins was a dog. He was a dog. Who was the guy? Jerome Simpson. Pac-Man Adams. Fuck that guy. Yeah, so his opinion is. Pac-Man count Jones. Me. Adam Jones, right? Yeah. He didn't even watch the NFL with any intent before Joe Burrow entered the league. So, Hey, I was cheering for the Falcons. At that time, I was like, like... I think my, everybody I was, was at my fi- I was at my 50-50 stage. If you weren't, like, if you weren't a Patriots Falcons. fan, you were rooting for the Falcons in that one. So, I was rooting for him. It's still funny that it happened, though. Well, Kyle Shanahan does what he does best. It was my favorite Super Bowl to choking watch. Choking the ever. big moments. Kyle Shanahan, grade A choker. What was your favorite Super Bowl to watch? That's a 
That's like a very. What was your favorite Super Bowl to watch? I mean, I think mine was the would have been that one, but uh, obviously, I think mine was the Seahawks Patriots one. I was that's where I was about to go. I think that one was my favorite one because I can. That's like one of the only ones where I can like vividly remember plays, like multiple plays. My memory's so dog shit. I can't really remember anything. I remember that Jermaine Um, Curse catch. I just crazy. I remember the Malcolm Butler goal line interception. It's like it's gotta be one of the most iconic plays in Super Bowl history. I remember watching the Patriots Giants game. In 2011, I remember, I remember I really that one. enjoyed the Patriots Rams Super Bowl. No, you did not. Shut the hell up. Defensive masterclass. I think that I think that the Falcons one that was what like submitted Brady is like the goat, undisputably. Probably. I mean, before yeah, that, he had layoff four, comeback of all time. Everybody was like, "Well, Joe Montana's still up there with him." And then that one, it was like biggest playoff comeback all the, of all time. First quarterback to reach five Super Bowls. Then he won two more. <laughs> then he won two more. Yeah, but worst Super one Bowl has got to be the Patriots Rams one, right? That shit uh, sucks. Obviously, besides you. No, that I didn't like that. Uh, you the can't Broncos, the Broncos one. Oh, that as in, as too. if I take the my Broncos, bias Panthers. out of it, yeah. If I take my bias out of it, Patriots Falcons Super Bowl was probably, no, no, no. It was probably, probably the, the, Super the best Super Bowl of the 21st century. It was Seahawks Broncos, and where the Seahawks I think whooped their ass. Shit on the Broncos, beat them like 52 oh, to 10. I vaguely remember. Yeah, that, that game. Super Bowl sucked ass. That was my least the favorite. one with the Broncos won. The only reason that one was good to me is because I was a huge Peyton fan. But other than that, that game sucked. And you don't like the Panthers. Well, I got the famous Cam Newton fumble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Pat's Falcons was probably the best Super Bowl of the 21st century. I think it's what do no. you mean? It's the best Super Bowl of all time. It's not the Steelers game. It's the Steelers. No, game. it's not. It Steelers Cardinals. <laughs> the Falcons Patriots game is the best Super Bowl of all time. Man, that's kind of two, yeah. two of the most iconic plays of all time in the same game. James Harrison hundred yard pick six. That is true. They, it does have two of the most in, like two of, probably two of the top fifteen Super Bowl plays of all time. The best catch of all time. Not. Not I, that. I still put a, what's his name, with the uh, the Giants, the helmet no, catch. No, I can't stand that narrative. Thank you. know you. what? You know what? I do okay, not hold like on. Let, let you, you want me to pivot real quick? One of the greatest Super Bowl catches of all time. The, the Julio Edelman. catch. Oh, the, Ed, uh, the Julio, Julio catches. Julio and Edelman. Those Edelman. Are two, those are two top ten the Edelman Super catch, Bowl catches. For sure. So was Curse, then. You're putting Edelman Curse is there. up there, too. Yeah. Edelman, Curse, that Julio that, catch. That Julio catch was... Disgusting. I mean, the helmet catch has to go in there because of its its significance. Significance, but I don't, I don't, I don't think it's as impressive as everybody says. That catch is probably top four. Your whatever. I think Julio's and Edelman's are top five. Did who else is up there? Um, are we just going catches or plays? I guess. Well, we were talking top ten catches of all time. So, do interceptions count as catches? If you want him to, I Malcolm guess. Malcolm Butler and James Harrison are both up there then. On you can argue that the was it Trufant that ran it back or was it Alford? Alf. Mm, I feel like it was Trufant because I was shitting on him all season. Regard and the then, first play the first play of the the or a play I actually think it was like six minutes left in the so third quarter. So glad you guys are fucking running me all the way back through my fucking nightmares. Probably the biggest Fucking upset of my entire childhood. The uh, I'm blanking on his name. The Saints player who had the pick six against Peyton. That was probably up there. Um, oh, I guess it's considered the 2017 Super Bowl. Yeah, I just tried to do that. It wasn't 16. I pulled up the Broncos game. Um, What else is up there? Tom Brady threw for 466 yards in that game. He's a winner. Um, Fucking James White, right? 
The running back? The running back, yeah. 14 catches for 110 yards in that game. Well, that's why you fucking lost. You let their running back go for 110. It was, it was Alford. Alford? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just, it's so, it's, uh, it's real sad Nick to look Foles. At. Oh, the catch? In yeah. terms of significance. <laughs> Devontae Freeman touchdown. Austin Hooper touchdown. Robert Alford pick six. You know who threw Nick Josh Foles Josh uh-uh. Uh, um, um, was it Blunt? Um, no. Um, was it Alshon? No. Nelson Aguilar? It's a tight end. Ertz? Nope. Um, it's not Goddard. Um, I get it. Move on. I'll think about it. I can't remember I don't his know. name either. I, I, know, <laughs> I, don't know. I know. I know. I know. Used to play for. I don't know. Who did he used to play for? The Bears. Yeah, I mean, with nine minutes and forty-four seconds to go in that game, it was twenty-eight to twelve. So, you know, I'm gonna, forget. I'm gonna. It's really. I can't. Piss me I, off I still can't believe it. All right, game. can we please let's let's move on to something else? Because I think it was Trey Trey Burton. Yeah. God, it was Trey Burton. Damn. Let's let's move on to something else. Uh, I was gonna say I'll move on to something. Move on to a little hot take action. We can move on to hot takes. I, I can go. I don't mind going for. I like that. I've got mine too. So either either Trey, way, dude, clip that too. What? That's that sizzle sound I just made. That was elite. Let's I get to let's it. let's let's try it again. Let's get the let's get the cold cut. Let's get some hot takes going. <laughs> <laughs> for my hot take, we're gonna go to the NBA. <laughs> just wait till we get to those dude's DAWGs. A fucking child, bro. Dude is a child. Go just ahead. wait till we get to those DAWGs. Um, my hot take. We're gonna move to the NBA. Um. So there's been a lot of talk. Obviously, trade deadline's coming up in less than a month now. Um, we just hit two days ago was the day that players who signed extensions can get traded. Um, so I think my hot take is before the deadline that Pascal, Zach Levine, and DeJounte Murray all get moved. And if I'm going to go a step further, I'm going to say Pascal goes to the Kings, Levine goes to the Pistons, and DeJounte goes to the Lakers. Now, I don't know what the Lakers are going to give up. But it makes the most sense fit wise. Well, so they got to do something because they're that, twenty and twenty one. That, that front court of the Kings with Demontis, Demontis and Pascal, and Pascal with, would be disgusting. I think I think that's the ideal location. Give up anything, but Keegan Murray. Like obviously, you're not going to give up Sabonis and and Fox. and Fox. Don't give up Keegan Murray, and you win the trade. Give up Herder. Give up Malik Monk. Malik Monk's expiring, and he says like there's been a lot of rumors that he's not going to come back. Um, give up anything but Keegan Murray, give up those two and a first round pick. Then you have Pascal's a dog. Yeah. Then you have Fox Murray, whoever you want, Pascal, Demontis Sabonis. That's a, it's a good scary team. looking team. It's a good team heading into the second half of the season. Then you have Levine going to the Pistons. It makes a lot of sense. They have a lot of money. Um, trade like Wiseman in a first. The Lakers got to do something. I don't, like I just don't know what they give up for their backcourt is terrible. Like you have to get some value, and I mean I just don't even know what you would like. What kind of first round picks do the Lakers even have right now? I don't I don't know. I don't. But anyway, I don't you, know traded, what they you traded you traded four picks to get to you traded four picks to get to Jante. You got to get something back. They're not going to give them up for like a bag of chips. So it's the Lakers makes the most. I don't even know another landing spot. Like if I were to go to odds, Dejounte. Murray, next team. The Lakers just have no depth right now. Like, they don't have anybody to give up is the problem. Uh, obviously, I think the Lakers are going to... Obviously, the Lakers are going to be... Like, I'm I'm looking at their roster, and I don't see anybody in here that even comes close to having value. It's... 
in a trade for DeJounte. I don't know who Colin Castleton or Max Christie are. What about Rui? You got AD. The Nets have apparently, this is uh, as of two hours ago, have shown interest in DeJounte Murray. And they're talking about if the Hawks could land Claxton or Dorian Finney-Smith, which would be okay. We need a defender, so I'm cool with either. Um, If you really want to get crazy, you could definitely trade DeJounte and like a first for Mikael Bridges. I think so. Mikael and Trey. I mean, that makes up for... DeJounte was supposed to make up for Trey, but... Um, like how cle- like they're clearly- well, but Trey is balling this season. Yeah, the problem is he is the only person on the team playing NBA caliber basketball right now. I don't know. We could see a big if if it's with the Nets, we could see a big deal. If you were to send like you could see Dejounte like and Clint, Clint and and DeAndre Hunter for Mikael, Mikael and, and Claxton, Nick Claxton, throwing a first from the Hawks. I, I wouldn't be That's mad with that. You could trade. see a big trade, and then you'd have what would the, what would the get starting younger, line? get younger. You would because see you, you need a young team. You'd right see now. Trey. Who would be the starting shooting guard? Shooting guard. Oh, uh, probably Bogey. Bo Trey Bogey Johnson. No, no. Then you have Mikel Mikel Onyeka would play the Okongu, four, which is a, he's a good defender. He's a, he's a four. Johnson. He's a four. He's a Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson, Johnson would probably come off the bench. He'd come out. He'd be part of the. And bench then you have a good bench with Jalen Johnson, Sadiq Bay. Um, I'm trying to think of the I'm, guard I'm, we have. AJ Griffin. Up. Yeah. Um, Griffin's played good, pretty good ball. You probably need to find who's your backup. Who's the best backup big on the roster? I'm sure there's another one. I'm sure it's not just on. I don't guy. even know who. Bruno anyway. Fernando. Oh fuck. I'm just. Anybody I'm, know where he went to I college? This is a weird one. Do you know where he went to college? Bruno Indiana? Fernando. No. Rutgers. Nope. You're really close though. Wisconsin. Northwestern. Nope. Nope. You're close in colors and location. Nebraska. Nope. Maryland. Maryland. Say colors and location. I think it's Bruno Fernando went to Maryland. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah, just looking at the looking at the Lakers roster, they don't have anybody to trade for they Dejounte. Might, they might trade uh, Reeves. We're not trading. I wouldn't want Reeves if I was. I don't want Reeves. Reeves is ass. Um, I feel like I they're think, overvaluing Reeves over there in L.A. Well, they um, got him on a really good deal. No, they didn't. He's getting paid twelve million dollars this year. That's a really good deal. Look at the rest of the players making twelve million dollars in the NBA. Austin Reeves is better than. Almost all of them. He had a lot bigger offers, I think, too. With Huge other offers. He had like 15, 4, and 5 he, on 49% shooting. He had offers of like 22 and 21. Yeah, yeah, because he had one good playoff run, and people were like, oh, my God, this dude's legit. Same thing. I with, watched uh, Bradley Beal cook him the other night. Yeah. Give him the work. He's not PJ Washington is making almost seventeen million. Exactly. <laughs> they don't have anybody to trade. I think I think your best deal is McAllen Claxton for... I'm cool with a blockbuster deal. We suck ass anyways. Gotta, both the Nets and the and the Hawks are walking on a treadmill. They're going absolutely nowhere. They're moving, but they're not. They're like not moving. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. Blow up both teams. I, get I'm, Dejounte. Get and then a first round pick from the Hawks. I'm in uh, agreement. We might make the play in. If you make that trade, I think you're a playoff team, like a top seven, probably maybe seven seed, maybe sneak into the six. At this point, it's we're a currently late in the six games out of the seven seed. Which is the Knicks at twenty three and seventeen? We're sixteen and twenty three. You'll probably. I mean, the Raptors are still above y'all, right? Or are they just mm-hmm. below? They're below fifteen and twenty five. The ten seed is the sixteen and twenty three Nets. You the, jump them because the Nets would be rebuilding almost. The ninth seed is the Bulls at nineteen and twenty three. They're getting. They're going to trade Levine, maybe even DeRozan. I don't know if they're getting rid of Levine, man. They're going to have to come off of so much to get rid of He's him. He's barely even playing right now. They're like literally benching him. 
I don't know, man. I will be surprised if somebody... Detroit. It makes so much sense. That contract is insane. But they have the money and no... Name and he's, if you're a free agent, what the hell is making you go to Detroit? Nothing. Who the exactly. fuck wants to go to Detroit? Exactly. So trade him to Detroit. But That's like the, a big middle uh, finger to Zach. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. The perfect um, team to start. The you can't say the Bulls. I, the Bulls aren't much better. But they would, the once, Hawks would if, jump the Bulls. If they move off Levine, they're going to fall they're out of the play-in. Yeah. So. I think we can make the play-in. Uh, our problem has been that Trey is has to be it. The buck stops with Trey right now. Like if, if Trey doesn't play well, we do not win games. He's averaging almost twenty nine. Let me look at these standings real quick to make sure that I am still correct. He is averaging twenty seven and a half. He's eighth in the league in scoring right now. Twenty seven and a half, three and eleven. He currently is second in the league in assists behind only Halliburton, who's averaging 12 and a half. He's averaging a double... He's they aver- just had another guy into the portal. Who? Caden Proctor. A lineman. Number one offensive tackle. We, um... Yeah, Trey's averaging a double-double. So, I can't really be... Like, I, I can't put any of the blame on Trey. The seven guys who are putting up more points per game than Trey... Joel, Luca, Giannis, SGA, KD, Donovan Mitchell, and De'Aaron Fox. Trey is putting up more points per game right now than Tatum, Curry, Booker, Maxi, Jokic, Ant, Kyrie, Bronson, Jokic, Dame, AD, LeBron, and Desmond Bain is what rounds out the top 20. So I can't be mad at Trey. And I think if we trade Trey, you might as well just sell the franchise because we'll be ass. We'll be so nobody will show up. Nobody's to games. Trading. He, they're we'll not trading. The trade. There's, there's, I would give it like a 0.1 percent trend. He's not going nowhere. Trade. All right, my hot take of the week is the NFL, the NFL free agent market is going to get reset in a negative way this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. I think there's been so many guys we've seen running backs get paid who haven't produced. We've seen wide receivers get paid or get traded for who show up who just fucking bitch moan and complain about not getting touches, about not getting the ball. We've seen the quarterback market be so mediocre that it really, you don't need the best quarterback in the league to win games. You need a guy who you can afford to build a team around. We have seen Patrick Mahomes' contract has been not detrimental to the Chiefs because they're still in the divisional round, but it has hurt them very badly in the sense of they can't afford a receiver anymore. That's why they don't have Tyreek Hill. You've seen the, obviously he didn't play this year, but the Joe Burrow contract is not going to be beneficial to the Bengals. They can't pay their number two wide receiver now in T. Higgins. He's going to leave. They're going to be left with Jamar and Tyler Boyd with no with no tight end and a, what, 29, 30-year-old Joe Mixon now? Something like that. And they had to let Jesse Bates walk because they couldn't afford to pay him. Yeah. Um, you've seen it. Aaron Rodgers didn't play this year. That contract was not beneficial to the Jets. They couldn't go out and get any offensive linemen. That offensive offensive line sucks. I think the market is going to be reset, and it's going down I think this quarterbacks time. Are gonna, or mid-tier quarterbacks are going to get hit the worst because you got guys like Daniel Jones getting like Dak $150 million. And they're not producing. I think Jalen Hurts. I think the running back market is going to go down even farther. 
Well, yeah. The thing about running, the thing I always say about running back is I think the most important part of a good NFL running back is the offensive line. I feel like if you have a good offensive line, you can throw just about any round one through three running back in there, and he'll average at least four yards a carry. Yeah, I mean, I watched Tyler Algier rush for eleven hundred yards last year as a rookie. Yeah, so I don't think there's like I don't I don't think teams should be drafting running backs in the first round. And I don't think they should be paying top dollar for a guy like Saquon, who you're going to have like maybe six years of elite rushing from him, and then he's going to fall off a cliff. I think the only guy who still gets paid in the running back market is going to be CMC. And the king. And the king. The king will get paid. Can, maybe maybe a, Nick Chubb. I have a bad feeling that the king is going to go to the Ravens next year. Really? And I'm not looking That'd forward to sweet. <laughs> I see him in... Mm. He says he wants to go to a contender. And the Ravens always have trouble with running backs staying healthy. That is true. But it also depends. Well, I guess he's going to get a lot of touches actually up there in Baltimore. They run the ball a lot. So yeah, we'll see. All right, Lance, what is your hot take? My hot take kind of relates back to my mega moment last week, which was the script writers. I thought they got it right. They got it, they got horribly, it fucking wrong. horribly wrong. <laughs> so wrong. We had one good game out of six games this past weekend. But we've got some we've got some more pretty good matchups this week. Chiefs Bills we is gonna think. Chiefs Bills should be cinema. Lions Bucks should be pretty good. And then you got two really good teams who sat for a week facing two very hot teams. Young teams. Hungry teams. So my hot take is that every single one of the four divisional games this weekend will be a one possession game. They will all be one possession. Okay. I think the Ravens could win like 31 to 23. I see that happening. I think the. Um, actually, I'm not going to get into that yet because we still pick got them. we still got pick them. So I'm not going to give away all my picks yet. But those kind of games I could see happening, especially with the Ravens and the Niners sitting. The Packers are hot. They could give the Niners some trouble, and the Texans have C.J. Stroud. So, I think they're all going to be good games this weekend. I think the script. Realized they got it wrong last week, so they got to make up for it. We'll get some good games. Joseph. All right, well, my hot take is not really a prediction. It's more of a statement. And my statement is, let me double-check my odds real quick. Yeah, this is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. This is bullshit. I think that C.J. Stroud should be a serious frontrunner for MVP this season. The dude... He's eighth right now in passing yards this season after missing two games. He, if you do it yards per game to kind of accompany that miss the injury, he's number three in yards per game behind Joe Flacco, who only played five games, and Kirk Cousins, who only played eight. The guy, the closest guy behind him is Tua, who only played one more game than him, or two more games than him. The guy completely one eighty to franchise that was the worst team in their division, one of the worst teams in the NFL last year, and has brought them to what – I'm not going to say that. I'll save it for the pick'em. But he's balling out right now, and right now he's not even in the top one, two, three, four, five. Top 10 in odds? Top 12. Top 12. They have Joe Flacco above him. In MVP odds? Yeah. they have, Right now the top 10 is Lamar Jackson, Dak, Brock Purdy, Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, Tua, Tyreek Hill, Joe Flacco – Patrick Mahomes, Matt Stafford, Jalen Hurts, Jared Goff. I also think that this is a completely different discussion. I think that Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott being above Josh Allen in MVP 
Uh, just kind of. I don't understand. I mean, I understand Dak has the stats, but he, he, he's the same quarterback. I mean, I think he's a lot like Tua, man. He beats up on the, the on the, the bad shitty teams. garbage can teams, and then when it comes to like crunch time, or man, we need you to win this game for us. I know not he everybody pulls a Desmond Shitter. Not everybody up here is a fan of Josh Allen, but I think leading the league in total touchdowns, obviously. The turnovers are not good, but you saw Patrick Mahomes have a ton of turnovers this year. The guys who made turnovers this year were the quarterbacks who were asked to win games for their team. Brock Purdy is not asked to win games for his team. He is asked not to lose games for his team. Dak can't win games for his team. When We have seen when the game comes down to Dak, Dak cannot win the game. And Lamar... Played really well, but he doesn't have MVP stats. Damn, Josh had more interceptions this year than he did last year. Yeah, I think he also had more touchdowns, though. Well, yeah. He had 18 picks. Only one guy had more than that. You know who it is? Wasn't Ritter, was it? No. He didn't play enough. Sam Howell's got 21. And then Jalen Hurts has got 15. But even with 18 interceptions, he was still third in the league in QBR. Fourth in the league in passing yards, tied fifth for passing TDs, and he had he had where are you, rushing. He had fifteen rushing TDs this year. Yeah. So on the season, he was had forty four total touchdowns, and that's not including his one. I think from last from the playoff game either. No, just regular season. He had how many total yards did he he had. Four hundred or four thousand eight hundred and thirty total yards this season. Yeah, and and no tushy pushies. With forty four touchdowns, he averaged basically five yards a carry on the ground. So I don't know how you've got Brock Purdy. Or obviously, it's not you. I don't know how they have Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott above him. But I don't know how. I mean, I can understand Brock Purdy a little bit. I know I think Brock Purdy should be ahead of Dak. To be honest. I just think like the eye test has to factor into it somehow. What's like, the eye test for Dak? You beat up on no. That's what I. Teams. But that, I'm saying for Dak and Brock. Yeah. Dak only showed up when he played inferior competition. I think it should be Lamar Jackson one, Josh Allen two, or no. I think I think CJ should be one. But if I'm going off the odds, I'm provided. Lamar at one, Josh Allen at two, probably Stroud or McCaffrey. I'm just talking about this twelve. Right oh, there. I thought you were talking about. But I would put McCaffrey above Brock. Would yeah. you? And then I don't want to put two up there though. But I think two. Well, some of these you just know Dex aren't going to happen. Like there should only be five. I don't know why they yeah. gave us twelve candidates. There's only really yeah. Like five Matt Stafford two. is not winning MVP. Joe Flacco is not winning MVP. He played six games. The fact that Joe Flacco is above Patrick Mahomes though is kind of funny. <laughs> that is kind of funny. What did Patrick end with this year? Are they equal? I guess. Yeah. He had fourteen picks. 4,183 passing yards, 6th in the league, 27 passing TDs, 8th in the league, 14 picks, and the 8th best QBR. He also had... three hundred eighty-nine rushing yards. No rushing TDs this year, though. So, 29 TDs was all that... Or, 27 TDs is what Mahomes finished the season with. So, not Mahomes' best... Best year, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. It's time. 
It's time for those. Have you given yours yet? You what? Your, your hot take? Yeah, we all gave them. Okay, good. It's time for those dogs. All right. This is Dogs of the Week presented by Underdog Fantasy. Use code FTS to get your first deposit matched up to $100 in time for the end of the playoff season. If you love fantasy sports, Underdog is the app for you. Check it out and use the code to support the boys. We are going to give you the dogs this week. These guys are going to go off. They're going to go higher or lower depending on what we pick in their projections. We're going to make you some units. The best daily fantasy sports pick them entry of the week. Of That's the right. week. That's right. Don't go nowhere else. Your pick them entry is right here. I will lead us off. I don't know what my... I can't remember what my pick was last week, I'll be honest. I, I do not remember. Before that, I was three for three. So I'm either three for four or four for four. I should have paid attention a little bit more to what I picked last week. But I've got it for you guys this week. It's right here. Let me show everybody so they can see. Right here. Here it is. The premier rookie quarterback in the league is going to go up against the Baltimore Ravens. And I think he's going to play really well. I think this is going to be a really good matchup. A lot of people are already counting the Texans out of this game, but a lot of people counted them out of the Browns game. Give me C.J. Stroud higher than one and a half passing TDs, and it does have a pepper on it for any of you guys wondering. So you Is get it a, a pepper or a scorcher? Scorcher. They I heard call somebody it scor- say it's scorcher. scorcher. I just call too. it a pepper. You can call it a chili, whatever the fuck you want to call it, but it gives you a multiplier. A multiplier. 1.25 times multiplier give me cj stroud higher than one and a half passing tds did i take yours no okay no 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 you're all good okay i'm not going crazy this week i'm going very robust very just cut and dry i'm not trying to be flashy this dude's been toting the rock recently um this team likes toting the rock they got two rock toters um give me demont david montgomery against the bucks Higher than half a rush plus receiving TD. He's got a streak going. He's had at least a rushing TD in three straight games. I think they continue it. Um, I think another home game, another great environment for the Lions. Allows that offense to flow. And DeMont gets in the end zone. All right. All right. I'm going somewhere I I really wasn't comfortable with before. Here, let me. I'm going to go ahead and start. I am gonna lock this pick'em entry in before, by the time the segment's over. So go ahead. I'm gonna. I'm taking our, our projections. Um, last week, as you talked about in your mega moment, Baker Mayfield threw for 337 yards and three touchdowns and three touchdowns well, against Lance, the Philadelphia I, Eagles. I hate to tell you, you're gonna have to take a new one. They got rid of it. David Montgomery does not have a. He had it when I was looking earlier too. I almost did it. Underdog. What's what happening? are you what are you doing? What are you doing? They realized that one was free. Yeah. All right, um, we'll circle back to you. Last week he threw for three three thirty seven um against the Eagles, whose defense is suspicious. Okay. Um okay. so you take that as you will. However, 
in his last in his last five games, he's gone for three thirty seven against the Eagles. Then didn't really do anything against Carolina, but I think that was more of a team thing. One thirty seven, three oh nine against the Saints, two eighty three against the Jags, and three eighty one against the Packers. They're playing the Lions this week, who do not have a very good passing defense. Stafford threw for almost four hundred yards, and Baker's projection is just two hundred and forty four and a half yards. Two fifty three and a half. Well, when I looked at it, it was 244. Now it's 253. I'm still taking it. Give me Baker Mayfield higher than 253 and a half passing yards. All right. All right. All right. All right. Joseph. All right. Well, mine is a little bit of a, I think it's a free pick, not going to lie. But if you look at the Packers defense throughout the season, they averaged 30, 335 yards per game. Against the Cowboys, they let up 510 total yards. And a lot of that was garbage time. Yes. But. Their their defense has was the biggest reason people didn't give him a chance against the Cowboys, and in true Dak Prescott fashion, he shit the bed. But there's one guy that's not gonna shit the bed. Mister Big Cock Brock Purdy. He's gonna go in now, and he's gonna throw for higher than 265 and a half passing yards. Okay, I can see a 300 burger out of this one right here. 300. Okay. I think he's going to submit the the Niners as the premier team in the NFC by beating down them Packers. Okay, Lance, did you did you find somewhere to pivot? So my cut and dry pick was stripped away from me. So that means I have to get flashy, mm. and I have to go out there a little bit. I feel good about it. It's not crazy. It's not as crazy as Tyrod. <laughs> you were talking about. You were looking for one. I think you're going to find one this weekend. I'm taking Josh Allen higher than half an interception against the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. It's a big time game. <laughs> I'm not saying he's going to I'm not saying he's going to choke, lose the game for the Bills. I don't know how that game is going to go, but I do know he likes to throw some balls in some tight windows and he likes to throw picks. And he's he's overdue. He's overdue. He didn't throw one last game, so All right, I'll add that one on there and then just if you would like if you would like five picks on this pick'em entry, I'll go ahead and give you your fifth so you guys can see how this one shakes out. You're talking about a high-pressure, high-leverage situation in a Chiefs-Bills game, and you see Josh Allen throwing at least one pick. Well, the guy on the other side of the ball has been turning it over at almost the same rate, and I see him doing it again against a good defense. Give me Patrick Mahomes higher than half an interception. That's an emotional pick. Yeah, that is. I don't know if I like that one. <laughs> I just don't think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. It's going to be in Buffalo, outside. It's going to be freezing. It's going to be I, negative whatever. It was cold It was cold no, as hell in Kansas it, City. It's going to be warmer in, in Buffalo than it was last weekend. Will it? Yeah, I was checking the weather when I was deciding where to go. I think it's going to be like between like 14 and 19. Let's see. It's still cold. Yeah, but it ain't. It Patrick ain't Mahomes in a 26-7 to win against the Dolphins. Threw the ball 41 times. Yeah. And feels like a... They don't... I mean, they have Pacheco, but I don't know if they can ride him out to a win against the Bills. In the 2017 Wilson. loss in December, Mahomes threw a pick. And he was on a pick streak all the way up until their last game. Oh, against, against the Bills? The Bengals. Against the Bengals. He had one against Green Bay, one against Buffalo, two against New England, one against the Raiders, none against Cincy, 
that game didn't really matter none. And then he had one touchdown, no picks against the Dolphins. There you have it. I feel like one is overdue. If you were to put a little little money on that, how much? If you were to put $5 on that pick them entry there, pays out 125 So. Pretty good. I That's like good that. Odds. I like that. We're going to go ahead and lock that in. If you feel good about that one, FTS, code FTS on Underdog Fantasy to get your picks locked in. Your pick'em entry submitted. If you ride with the boys, post it, tweet us, tag us, do whatever. We might do something kind of cool if uh, that pick'em entry turns into something, which I think it will. We might do something cool if, if some of you guys ride with us. So please let us know. Tag us, tweet us, do all that good fun shit. We only take a 10% cut. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say we might do a little, uh, might do a little interesting giveaway or something like that if you uh, if you ride with the boys and this one hits. Do we have a Twitter? No. We do. We, oh yeah, we do. We do. I don't think we've ever tweeted. No. <laughs> I was like, tweet us. You can run DM us on want. Instagram. DM us on Instagram. Tag, post it on your story. Tag us on Instagram. Make a TikTok. Uh, I think you you can make a story on TikTok. I guess. DM Put it on there. Me. Tag us. Tweet us. Uh, YouTube, I haven't. You can't do anything. We, got, we have an email, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's my. So my number is. Text me. I thought you were going no, with that. No, I thought no, you were no. going to for a minute. Um, yeah, I put it in. Hey, if it, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna work out well. I think, I think it's gonna people, smack. I think it's gonna smack. Uh, if it smacks and you rode with us and you posted it, you're shouting out the dogs. We. Might do a little giveaway. Might like a cheeseburger. Yeah, we might throw a little, might throw a little. Uh, What's that special sauce? Action your way, but that is going to do it for another episode of From the Stands podcast. We really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's one of our longest episodes ever, I think. It's, yeah, it's gonna be what, like an hour forty-five, like two hours, I think. Yeah, Woo-hoo. we're approaching that two-hour mark. If you stuck around with us till now, you. Or who we do this for. If you're here at the end, comment what? Zach likes men. Yes. Don't know. Yeah. Comment yeah. Zach likes, likes men, men no. if you're still no. here no. at the two-hour Fuck moment. y'all. Fuck <laughs> y'all. If you're still here now, go down below, comment, them dogs are hitting. Go ahead and comment that for the boys. All right. If you stuck with us this long, you are a real one. You're who we make this for. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Smash that sub button. Yes, smash it. Drop a like. Drop a comment. Tweet us, tag us, all that shit. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. YouTube. Fuck, uh, I mean, Facebook's out there. You can if you want to, but hit that, hit that sub button. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We will see you guys again next week. Peace.